0: it is the final february edition of the chair shot podcast this year is just tick tick ticking away we're getting ready to get into march and with that we are marching on with all your favorite csp features we've got your aew fantasy league coming up we've got your wrestling reviews we've got your movie guff your game guff your life guff we've got all the stuff you want to hear um uh uh, coming up on, on on this forthcoming broadcast i'm one of your hosts by the way barry if you didn't know that after 642 episodes maybe on 643 you'll go oh oh right barry and joe and paul the lads of course uh i am barry I'm joined by paul hello and i'm joined
1: by joe hello everybody
0: fellas it's been two weeks we had a little week off there what uh how's it going how is life treating you both paul how's life been um, it's been okay. I,
2: you know, I hurt my ankle a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, ankle's okay. But now I, for the last two days, I've been getting cramps in my Ach- Achilles tendon, mm. which is really not nice. I'll just be sitting on the bed and I'll move my foot slightly and it'll go, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just um, live in injury. You know, it's the the louis ck bit of mm, your your foot's just shit now you That's- didn't
0: you didn't you didn't get this from some sort of brutal sl- slide tackle though did you nobody nobody came and fucked you up on, no you know? I, I i stood on it all fat and uncoordinated <laughs> okay so, oh, so this is just i i'm old now injury yeah those those are great we love those because you get it you get a little side order of depression alongside of them when it's just kind of like oh i rolled over funny and dead yeah um I this is like something that would happen to Abe Simpson. I hurt myself pulling up my socks the other day, um, uh, and I was like, "Oh, this is I can't even say out loud that I hurt myself because it's just too embarrassing to explain." Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> the funny
2: thing was, I was complaining to my mom today about saying, "You know, if if it's not better in the next few days, I'll have to go to the doctor. Maybe I will have to go to the hospital. Mm. I like I don't know. I can walk around on it, so it's obviously not like totally ruptured or anything." But yeah. <laughs> she said, "You're being a you're being a drama queen, whatever." And I pinched her really hard on the Achilles to illustrate
0: how <laughs> <laughs> bad it hurts. So I think I really hurt her. <laughs> she has to learn. Oh, I said, "Now you know what it's like." Now well, you know. Yeah, there you go. Also, the Achilles, a part of your body named after how famously badly it fucks you up, based on you know myth. Yeah. You know, what I, mean, I mean, I wasn't dipped into story any story
1: about
2: it, any special elixir or anything, but. Um, that, it's because
1: one of the most embarrassing myths, though, isn't it? The, the Achilles heel. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Me he- oh, my heel! What did you get attacked by a flaming, uh, you know, army of um, mythical lizards? No, and, my yeah. heel. I strained it a bit. I'll come.
0: I mean, he's, uh, but he'll, he'll always be less embarrassing than Samson. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The, yeah. My locks, my precious locks. Okay, all the toughest, hardest bastards of all time were bald anyway, pal. All right, yeah. Austin, Bill Mitchell, yeah. Steve Austin, Bill Stare, Yeah. Statham, yeah, yeah. Them.
1: yeah. Stayed stayed them. Stayed I mean, come them. on. yeah, Kojak, all the coolies. <laughs> shaft, who loves you, Harry Hill, all, of the, t- all the toughest, <laughs> all the hard men. nuts,
0: yeah. So, um. Anyway, Paul, ice your various injuries. Yeah, well, um, the
2: ankle is doing okay now, because it's been like four or five weeks since I twisted it. It's taken a really long time to heal. And then sometimes I'll be lying in bed with my foot at an angle, hypotenuse, and it'll, it'll give a little ooh. But then these last two days, it's been constant. It's been all day.
0: So I don't know. Getting the old salt bath.
2: Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about having a
0: bath, but.
2: That's
0: not a, a bad idea. I mean, that Maybe is, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 an overrated method of cleaning yourself, but it an It is a adequately rated way of of healing your various ailments. A bath can be quite lovely. Get, yeah. go to Boots, treat yourself to some overpriced fucking salts that will evaporate and 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 you sure, know sure, sure. soothe you. Um, and and if that doesn't work, you're just gonna have to get a hip replacement. I think. Just you mm. <laughs> know, I mean, the way it goes. Do the Kevin Nash doctor. Get my uh, legs all straight again. Straight, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: The other thing that happened in the week was, like, I got an email, as I know you did as well, mm. from Disney going, eh, we want loads more money from you if you want to keep watching mm, uh, yes. the two seasons of TV you watch that are on our service. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: And I said, oh, oh, I ain't paying that no more. So uh, what do we get as early adopters except except shagged uh, on, on a yearly shut, basis? Shut up. Yeah. So we- I don't know,
2: Joe, if you are a Disney plus
1: I'm a pluser. A
2: pluser. Yeah. So I, I was on Disney Plus from day dot. See, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. annual subscription. And I was looking back at my old emails. And in 2021, the service was €69.99. I'm glad
0: you had the number to hand because that's what yeah. I wanted to come and talk yeah. about is like everything's going up these days. It's it's Has in three years up faster three than Disney Plus.
2: It's gone up by 57%.
0: Yeah, it's insane so th- 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 those they, are the numbers they said they said you they said you, you their email with their little graphics of all their seasons Come like pal for all i've any of those you should send you should send an email that just has a picture of like the bear and six seasons of the simpsons because that's all i'm actually <laughs> watching on this service and once Shh. in a blue moon i'll watch a pixar
1: it's all on there I mean, no really no no so
0: so
2: i put oof. the kibosh on it finally uh march 24th it expires yeah. Um,
1: especially as all the Marvel and Star Wars movies are shit now. Like, it used to be, oh, you'd get the next big Marvel Mandalorian. movie. Mandalorian. I, I, you couldn't pay me to watch the next
2: Mandalorian. Yeah, no, God, it, no.
1: A, a good Star Wars might go- no, now it's the Marvels.
2: Yeah. What but, well, this, bad, this bad. is the
1: thing I wanted to talk about,
2: is I would typically, I, I, I'm not super pious I- I- in either direction, really. But these last few years, I've not really torrented or pirated to any great degree <laughs> tv or movies just because i haven't needed to Mm, mm. um but but it's reached the stage now the balance between the cost of the service versus the ease of having everything to hand now the cost is outweighing it and there's there's as you said (laughs) Joe, so little that you're going to go out of your way to watch Mm. you can just torrent it and it's not going to be a huge upheaval yeah. you know the,
0: this, this 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 getting this email did start me it, it was a real domino effect so i was like all right i'm i'm just not going to pay this because and i remember when disney launched i was like if they have any way decent original content i'll never cancel this because it's disney it's got marvel it's got mm, star wars mm, it's got mm. it's got disney stuff you know it's got disney stuff yeah and, and i mean it, it, i mean if you're an american listening to this and thinking yeah that seems fairly reasonable i mean like I we also everything a, a vast majority of stuff that shows up on hulu in the states we get just for the say included in the price of disney yeah. over here because they don't have that over here so it just goes straight on there but but it's just it's just been there's been a real there's been a real obviously yeah the, the marvel and star wars franchise i mean those are those are just dead i mean they are just limping on um, uh, you know the Pixar stuff. We talk extensively about the Pixar stuff on this show. You know, uh, it's just waning. And I was just like, hundred and ten quid a year for this?" Um, you know, and I started the domino. Cancelled that. I had already cancelled Now TV, and then they were begging me, throwing me ten months for a euro, and all those shite. <laughs> please just, please just don't let it make us take your email off this list. Um, and I even, even still, I was like, I was cancelling it because it's kind of like. Like, they're still they're still charging people for 1080p. And I'm like, you are having a laugh. I'm not taking your deal, but then also have to pay you an extra five or a month to get it in 1080. I'm like, well, I mean, this is just insane. So if they, all, they all the dominoes started falling. Uh, I don't pay for Netflix in the house. Brona pays no. for it. She, she was she was going to mm. cancel it. She has kept it, but it's on the fence because that's fucking. 20 quid or whatever it is a month it's exa- now there is a service i don't know where they get off charge of that yeah. what on earth are people watching on netflix if not for uh, friends and the office for the 100th time i mean who it's, is it's watching uh, any of that right?
2: documentaries is what people watch on netflix
0: yeah i mean so so we cleared out and i i, I decided i was going to finally uh, after kind of hearing about it for like over like probably a decade if not more at this stage like i'm 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 going to get into the Plex game and I'm going to see what this is like and see if it if it, if it satiates me. Because the other thing as well is that I've also found like the quality of like illegal streaming is like not great anymore. You no. know, sites are disappearing. The ones that are left are horrible quality or unreliable or ad-ridden. And so it's back to the old ways, back to ye olden times. Get your textbooks out, kids. We're, ta- we're learning about torrenting tonight. Uh, uh, and, you know, the 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 ease with which it is to to the, the balance with that of of speed also accessibility and also quality if you want like high quality you don't just want to watch a shitty stream of a you know 480p quality of a film that it looks nice and so you're not actually getting it you gotta you gotta get them cedars going you know and so i've been i've been i found an old uh, big hard drive that i wasn't using i had it connected to the back of the ps5 which is gathering dust so i, I disconnected that and uh, I hooked it up, and I've started compiling myself a little media library. and I'm so far, I'm loving it, both in terms of the functionality of the various apps and also the the it scratches a certain organizational uh, uh, itch in your brain if you like compiling things. Well
2: I was gonna say I think you and I are quite similar in that we like you know we had the the modding of the consoles uh, yeah. last year or whatever. Almost to us to a point where I enjoy that more than then actually using it after I've set it up. I know you get a lot of use out of your deck and so on, but I remember this is going back ten years, more than ten years, twenty years, maybe. Like Pro Evolution Soccer five on the original Xbox. Like, obviously, it didn't come with licensed teams, so I would go making the badges pixel by pixel, making the jerseys accurate, updating all the team names, and then. After 70 hours of that, I might play the game for an hour, and then i yeah. <laughs> never touch it again. But, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? It, it, that, like you said, it does scratch an itch. It's almost like, you know, there are games. Like, what's that? Um, unpacking? Is that the name? Unpacking, one? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's the, the game of... Organizing. Organizing stuff, and, and and putting together your library, and having the right artworks, and having the right na- titles. And, the, the, and then the, the, the thing with me, uh, insofar as going down that same route, is... I obviously have a lot. I have my little Plex server here behind me of DVDs and Blu-rays. But I, for all that TV stuff, I'm at a stage now. I'm so slow to watch TV anyway. Yeah. Like, if if I watch something, I don't have a need to keep it. I'll just, you know, torrent something now, watch it, and then delete it forever. Delete it, yeah. I don't know. The the conservation of this stuff is kind of less important to me now than perhaps it once would have been. And I know it's important because the conversation that is kind of, of our time now is that these stream services will put something up and then just yank it off mm, yeah. uh, on a mom's notice. It's, it's
0: inaccessible, you know.
2: But um, for your typical stuff, uh, I'm 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 not so interested in doing that.
0: And yeah, it's funny because even before this kind of dam uh, um, breaking moment for all of us, where we're and, and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of people um, going this way in the last year or so. Uh, I think, you know, but even prior to this, I've been dipping my toe back into that kind of stuff because it's just kind of like, despite the, the, you know, uh globally localized world that a lot of these streaming services still exist in. We in this part of the world, we still have to deal with delayed film releases, even mm-hmm. even on direct to streaming stuff. Yeah, like I I know it's probably a bunch of boring distribution rights, you know, contract bullshit that's causing it. They're not doing it for a laugh, but it's just it's just kind of crazy to me that there's been like no enhancement. So I you know even when I was paying for all the services, I was still finding myself having to dip my toe back in. Okay, well I've just got to go and find and download this because it's just not on the service yet. No, yeah, yeah. this service isn't coming out here yet. So, you know, one one thing I I have uh, uh, stuck on the uh, I made sure to stick on the Plex along with a couple of shows that just like current shows I'm watching. Made sure to stick some stuff on there that I know is always going to be hard to find. So I got my you know, uh, Brooker screen wipe on there and news wipe. Got found just about found some decent quality versions of that online. Nirvana, the band, the show got that mm. you know before before that's yanked from from where I got from it from Google Drive. From yeah 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 <laughs> uh, you know found found some good quality found some I believe taped off of MTV on original airing episodes of Jackass. Yeah, um, yeah i have all those uh, as well in like in, in endearingly not great quality which i greatly appreciated <laughs> so uh, <laughs> as well as some current stuff i also went like let's <laughs> let's get this stuff that is just like never realistically going to be uh, uh like hosted anywhere legitimately again Yeah, or
2: if it is it's going to be a bastardized version a bastardized
0: yeah. uh, a redubbed music taken out whatever the fuck you know i i you know i i'm not going to want to watch you know uh, uh, Nirvana, the band, the show with the Castlevania music taken out. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to want to watch that. Um, yeah, so no, I, I, you know, and it's, it's. I, I tried. I, I was very much one of those people for the longest time. I was like, well even if it's expensive the ease of just having these services will ultimately win out and then i was like well i I gave them an inch and they took a mile and it's no longer that is no longer the case so uh so yeah we'll see um uh you know maybe maybe i'll get fed up of 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 having to like you know update and maintain a, a a drive and a server Every now and then, but I will say again, as someone who's who who is relatively new to this, so, although I've been hearing people talk about it on podcasts for mm-hmm. for years, I I have found the plex experience to be relatively straightforward and very satisfying um they it's entirely free they have a a a premium service that i've i bought a month of just to see what it's like it is really good it gives you those it gives you like base i guess based on metadata it gives you like netflix style skip the credits uh uh, (laughs) you know features and auto playing Mm -hmm. and you can set timers also something that that none of these major streamers are able to get right it gives you the ability to make playlists and i would always be annoyed every halloween disney plus would put a playlist of treehouse of horrors but when you played one the next episode would just be f- the next episode in the season. Yeah. That n- be as horror as like, no, you fools. It should play the next three hours of horror. Why would I want to watch a different episode? So now I've made my own playlist because it's just a bunch of truly local the most horrifying episode. Bart's dog gets an F yeah oh. I, and that's like this is, <laughs> this is terrible uh so yeah I, I think functionality wise it's pretty good i i have not yet although i can feel i i feel like it, it's it's on the cards i've not mm-hmm. yet gotten to the stage where i've bought uh, a disc drive from my laptop to to back up to all burn the stuff. shit i own yeah but i i i i know plenty of those perverts and i feel like i may catch their illness and start doing it i'm mm-hmm. staring at my big wall of dvds right now like, oh. yeah Disc rot. Disc rot. In, in 2050, those discs might be rotten and I won't be able to watch them. Only the, only the MP4 will save us. <laughs> I mean, the um, reality is
2: 90% of these discs are never getting watched again anyway. That is also um, true.
0: That is also true. In
2: terms of services, the only things that I still pay for routinely
1: are Spotify Oh yeah, mm. um, well, Spotify is good value. That's the only streaming. Spotify service. is much better value. You get access to every uh, song in the history of recording music. Of music. you can listen to it anywhere at any time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go on then, fifteen quid a month. Yeah, like, yeah not Neil fine. Young though. Uh we well, shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <sighs> hey. Whiny, whiny. My, yeah. my. Blah, blah. Give me some Dua Lipa. I do now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I do um
2: I do have one one thing i f- I subscribe to on Patreon, which is a football podcast based out of Ireland, which is very popular over here.
1: Is there anything else? Patreon um, is good though because
0: Patreon is that's that's good old fashioned supporting small creators, director, you know.
1: Direct to the creator. There's no I, tech bro in the middle. Well,
0: Patreon. Yeah, are in the well, middle. Well, Patreon. So. Yeah, but you know, by, by I, all accounts, I have Prime, of
2: course, for, for um, yes deliveries. Not now, so much for watching. Prime, no. I
0: Prime, I barely use the video service, but again, it was like, we order a million things for the house, so I'm like, all right, you can. Mm, say, that's my, and also, that's my like thing. Prime, you know. I like the boys. I watch them. They're good. They're, there's a new season of the boys next month. I'll watch that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh they might release two more episodes of Invincible in the next calendar year. I'll watch them when they trickle out. Yeah. Um, but not you know, Netflix, so kept, uh, gone. Paramount's Netflix. Gone. Paramount. Gone. Uh, I get Paramount. I will say because when we I sat down, and I get take a good hard look at them all, and I was like, okay, well, we watch Frasier on a loop. That's fair enough. I watch a decent amount of South Park, and even not loads. Uh We recently watched. All the Mission Impossible's, which are on there. Yeah, well, it's like um, you said,
3: it,
2: or it, it's having the balance between getting the use out of it and what is the cost of it, and does that balance work for you or doesn't it not?
0: Yeah, and I think it does. It's still eight quid, I, I you know, and I've used it relatively. Uh, frequently, and also I, I do still, the novelty, I still jump into the archives every now and then and watch like some of their Nickelodeon stuff, and SpongeBob, and you know, it's still scratching those, now in, Paramount's still in its first year over here, so like at the end of this year, when I say, alright, I've, I've watched SpongeBob now alright, I've watched Keenan and Kel I, I'm not watching any of the like some of the original (laughs) shite that they absolutely barf out on Paramount. My God. I mean, I don't know who is watching half of that stuff. But I mean, they've got Frasier, so you know, and of course, um, I, get, I get
2: my inside the ropes magazine email, uh, posted to me once a month as well.
0: Supporting, look, supporting magazines <laughs> that's that's a noble pursuit. That's that's physical media, you know, you, you I, I respect that. Uh, yeah, so so uh, Patreon, mm. Spotify, Paramount, making the call. I've i kept AEW, um, oh, uh, of on, course, on, AEW on, on Triller pl- TV, yeah, because yeah. again, as much as I'm I'm loving the old torrents, like wrestling stuff still private and like you got a scene probably, yeah. and I'm like I, I, i'm not doing all that stuff they they fight are winning is purely on the convenience front do you know what yeah, i mean you, yeah you, you, I'm, I'm, you, but
2: watching live because i watch collision live every week
0: so watching live and and to uh. be fair they have bumped the price up but they've also since dynamite <laughs> began they've added like f- three hours of programming a week with rampage <laughs> yeah. and collision so you're like all right fair enough you know fair decent,
1: enough decent value
0: um so yeah that's also the, support
1: uh, the brothers I'm not going to watch it no on plans. ITV because then you have to hear uh, Excalibur go. We'll be right back on ITV at the end of every fucking. Oh, does he day, really say yeah. that? And they put in like a little a little insert at the end. Oh, of that's nice. a jad ad break, but it's the same clip every time.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> just really Isn't it also on at like midnight or something?
1: Isn't it? Uh, it's not too. Isn't it ten? I think on a Friday. night oh, it's or not on yeah. a, like a week delay or anything though. Is it? It's, a, it's, no, it's week it's appropriate. A, Friday, Saturday. Oh, same week, same week. Yeah, Friday. I, yeah, Friday night is on ten on ITV four.
0: I was just wondering, is it on late <laughs> enough that you get, like, the, the, the real shit ads for, like, health insurance and old people homes Hell and funerals? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I find ITV is mainly that now. Anyway, oh, is it okay? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you tune in.
0: It's one load
2: of old shit. I wouldn't mind yeah. to torrent the ITV feed so that I could skip all the picture-in-picture uh, segments. <laughs> get a nice, concise 1 yeah, hour that's 20 true.
0: dynamite. That is true. I just, yeah, it's, I, I, just, I might check it out, just see Excalibur go, stick with us on ITV. Are you on the cusp of death? Have you, <laughs>
1: have you taken the necessary precautions? Here's Ian Botham to talk about uh, <laughs> <laughs> swollen ankles and how you can remedy right. them. We've all had a fall at home. <laughs> are, you an old, are you an old fat bastard like me? <laughs> I used to host Question of Sport 50 years ago. Ugh.
0: Anyway. I used to let IBS bother me, but thanks to <laughs> to, to, to Bowler Dome, no, you can order <laughs> <laughs> Just call this premium number. Are you an old oh, person good. who doesn't know how to use a credit card? Uh, give me a call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that's television oh, ads.
0: Uh, yeah, and that's that's our, our our latest media adventure. So so win us back. Come on, Disney, get, get, get put the big boy boots on. Say right. Uh, were, uh, you know, I mean, I I don't even know what they could do. I can't even imagine. Uh, What do they do? All they do is
1: remakes of their old cartoons and shit Pixar films. That's all they put out, along with the Star Wars and Marvel tripe.
0: Yeah, I don't know, and maybe
1: I'll, they can buy buy AEW. Then I'll, then I'll have to subscribe to Disney Plus. That would be this fucking point.
0: hilarious if that was the thing. Because <laughs> then, then I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I will resubscribe. Yeah. I mean, I subscribe to Fight, I'll subscribe to you. <laughs> uh, just have fucking Darth Vader come out and do a squash match. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so so win us back. Well, win us back, Disney. Netflix, you've got no chance. I, I will be fucking shocked if I ever pay for Netflix again in my life. <laughs> I mean, uh, anyway uh that is our our media adventures and i think that's our life go for the week we can um uh jump in to our various quizzes and features what way do we want to go here paul you're the quiz master so yeah, i want we'll to to you on
2: this our, jump into our new quiz um
1: oh, quiz man. i know we
2: did our uh beat the clock on our anniversary oh, that show that fun. went down very well that's a very that's a very labor intensive quiz though, <laughs> so that might come back. But um, I did have some ideas. I I, I don't want to you know shoot the load here, but I was thinking of doing a Simpsons version. I thought that could have been Ooh. fun potentially. That'd be very but good. It's, it's 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 a lot of work that quiz. So we've got something something similar. We do have a new a new format. It's called new word order. Uh, okay. So what's going to happen is I have. We have five five rounds, and I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna read out to you guys a list of five objects mm. that go into a specific order. Okay. So, for example, if I if I if the topic was uh, WrestleMania events, and I said WrestleMania four, WrestleMania two, WrestleMania three, WrestleMania one, and WrestleMania five, and I wanted that in order from earliest to latest. You would go one, two, three, four, five. And right, right, right. what's going to happen is you are going to get points based on how many of the five are in the correct position.
3: Mm. Right.
2: Okay. Um. So we can do the first round, and we'll use that if there's any uh, uncertainty. But I, I'll try to be as clear as I can. And what's going to happen, listeners, yeah. while you're playing along, we'll get your pen and paper out uh, there. Um, Barry and <laughs> Joe are going to send me separately their lists. Through our little Discord chat, make sure you don't send it to the uh, the Group green one, or you'll give it away to the other fella.
1: Oh, 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 oh massive <laughs> um
2: So I, I already have a chat with uh, both open there. So yeah, just send me your answers once you have them. Uh, so what we're looking for in our first category is from most to fewest. Most
1: right. To, I'm gonna write this down. I forget. Yeah.
2: From most to fewest. Wrestling Uh, Observer five-star match. (sighs) Okay. I'm going to give you five wrestlers, and you need to list them most to fewest five-star matches had by that person. Okay? Okay. The five are Hiroshi Tanahashi. Okay. Kenta Kobashi. Okay. Kota Ibushi. Ric Flair. And Shingo Takagi. Go okay. through this one more time: Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenta Kobashi, Kota Ibushi, Ric Flair, Shingo Takagi. Okay, most diffused. Get your answers in. Um.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, I, I, I say this is a stupid question. You only have to ask in twenty twenty four. Are you counting over five as well? Yes. Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: I, think stupid, most, I, th- I think most of people lady. on the list don't have uh, more than five but yes for all intents and purposes yes
0: okay um okay Hiroshi Tanahashi
2: so Kenta Kobashi yeah. Kota Ibushi Ric Flair Shingo Tagagi okay I'm going to
1: send you my list I'm not confident no. in this at all this is
0: actually really hard um okay. I have no idea
1: we have well, Joe's list well, well. in
0: uh, Barry, we're waiting uh, for Barry uh, okay. I'm I surprisingly, I'm not confident. I was actually okay. just talking a lot about star ratings with someone and how insane they are these days. But I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna write down the scores here, Joe. You have in the correct position
3: three Zero. people. Oh. Wow,
1: I'm happy with that. Oh Barry, yeah. you
2: have one person. Ah
0: God. So three right Shingo?
2: No, Ibushi. So the correct the correct list goes like this. Number one is Kenta Kobashi with twenty-three. Wow, one. okay, okay. Number two is Shingo Takagi with eighteen. I knew he was going to be high. I thought he'd be number one. Three is Hiroshi Tanahashi with 16. Mm. Then Ibushi with 13. And Flair with 12. See,
0: I should have have trusted my gut instinct. I had Flair dead dead last. Because I was just talking about it. I I was at the wrestling last weekend. And, of course, we spent a stupid amount of time talking about how stupid the star ratings are these days. and, And how, like... He gives up, like, there's been, like, a 50 already this year and how insane that is. And then I was like, Flair definitely has the least, because even though he's, like, synonymous as being Dave's favorite wrestler, mm. back in today, t- you didn't just get a five-star match <laughs> every single week. That's but I, for some yeah. reason, I panicked and I Still put it in second. 12
2: is quite good, given yeah. his, it's good yeah, for those his yeah. era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, on to round number two. The score is 3-1 to Joe.
0: Well done, Joe. Okay. Let's go, let's
2: go. We've got a bit, of, a bit of a more fun one here. Ooh. Uh, number two, the, the topic is, from highest to lowest, again, Dwayne Johnson movie letterboxed scores. <laughs> ah, excellent. Oh, okay. So the score, the average score for the movie on letterbox.com for the following Great. five movies, and we're looking from highest to lowest, okay? highest the five lowest. movies are thus. G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Jungle Cruise, The Mummy Returns, Pain and Gain, and San Andreas. So I'll read those out again. G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Jungle Cruise, The Mummy Returns, Pain and Gain, and San Andreas. And we're looking for letterbox scores highest to lowest. Okay,
0: I'm, I'm somewhat confident on this. Uh, Round two. uh,
3: Okay.
2: Okay, we have Joe's answer in.
1: Try not to overthink
2: it. I'm
0: just going boom. Yeah, instantly.
1: going going
0: with going with the, the gut there. Go with the old gut, brother. Okay, I'm, I'm literally just typing out the uh, Oh no, that that can't be right.
2: Alright, we're gonna have to push you here, Barry.
0: alright, all right, hang on.
2: Alright. Okay. So we have both uh people's answers here. Um, oh, I tell you what, you've both gone very similar answers. Three three of the answers you gave were the same. um Let me just have a quick look here and work out the score. Uh, 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 okay. Joe, I can confirm, has one in the correct oh. position. And Barry has got... Uh one no Barry's got zero in the correct position, my friend.
3: What? Oh zero. my god, what
2: so I'll tell Z- you, for, for the purpose of the listeners at home, right? Barry and Joe both had as their top three in order the Mummy Returns, Jungle Cruise, and San Andreas.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
2: G.I. Joe and Pain and Gain were swapped. So Joe had uh pain and gain, and then G.I. Joe and Barry had G.I. Joe and then Pain and Gain. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation was number five. So, Joe, that's, that's a
0: point. Oh, okay, that's where he got his point. <laughs>
2: pain and Gain was actually number one. What? <laughs> With a 3.0. Uh, <laughs> number one, pa- Pain and Gain, 3.0. Number two, The Mummy Returns, 2.9, which both you guys had as your number one. Then was Jungle Cruise, 2.7, San Andreas, 2.4, and G.I. T- G. Joe was 2.2. 2.
1: Wow. So wow. People on Letbox are fucking idiots. Yeah, get, get, a, get,
0: get a real job. You're not you're not film critics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh number
2: three, wrestling attendances. And, and but but here's here's the twist. It's the rub. It's the worked numbers, brother. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> We're not using shoot numbers here. We're using the marketed attendance per Wikipedia.com. Okay, okay. <laughs> five events. And of course, we're looking for most attended to least attended. Right? The five uh, shows are AEW All-In from Wembley Stadium. I will tell you where, what the location was as well. Okay, okay. Uh SummerSlam 92, also from <laughs> Wembley Stadium. Uh, WrestleMania 31, Levi's Stadium. Okay. WrestleMania 32, AT&T Stadium. And WrestleMania 39, SoFi Stadium from last year. So those are, again, AW All-In, Wembley Stadium. SummerSlam 92, Wembley Stadium. WrestleMania 31, Levi Stadium. WrestleMania 32, AT&T Stadium. And WrestleMania 39,
1: SoFi Stadium. Well, we've, we've been to four of these between us. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. Yeah. I, I counted as six people. Michelle was about three, so... Um, and again, we're, we're looking for the fake number, the <laughs>
2: fake number per, per what is documented on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So so if, if it was one, if it was one of these items for WrestleMania three, we'd be saying 90, whatever the fuck they call it. 93. Do they call it? Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the 78 or whatever Dave contends that it is.
2: Okay. We've got Barry's answers in Barry. You've got two correct there. Okay. And Joe, we've got Joe's in here. Uh, Joe, you have also got two correct. Okay. Yeah. So you both got the uh, the top and bottom. So WrestleMania okay. WrestleMania Thirty Two, one hundred one thousand. WrestleMania Thirty One, mm. like seventy six. Uh, Joe, I think did you have both the same, exactly the same lists? Yeah. No. Joe had all, all in in SummerSlam the other way around. Barry had SummerSlam first, then all in and then WrestleMania 39. The correct order was WrestleMania 32, then WrestleMania 39, 81,395, then SummerSlam, then All In, and then
0: WrestleMania. Um, okay. Well, so for, for, for 39, they called that's across two nights, is it? Uh yeah, I took the higher of the two. Oh, okay. Probably.
1: So they uh, they announced SummerSlam 92 as higher than All In. Yeah,
2: 80,355 versus 80,103.
1: Uh, I, thought they, uh, I, I thought they'd I thought done All In as, like, higher. It's higher well, than the real number, but not the work number.
0: All, all, in, all in is in this really weird space, because they were claiming it mm. as the biggest in European history, calling all the other ones fake, but then also doing their own fake number. So uh, TK going, like, you know, the WrestleMania three number is actually 77,000, but nobody questioned that we're doing 82 or whatever the, that number they announced okay. on the show was, you know. So
2: the score is 6-3 to Joe. Moving on to okay. round number four. Uh, round number four. Most career AEW wins per the AEW official website. So you know, on the website to keep the score of everybody's record since the company began. We want these five people in order of most career AEW wins uh, from highest to lowest. So we have Chuck Taylor. Matt Hardy. Penta L0M. Sammy Guevara and Stu Grayson. Chuck Taylor, Matt Hardy, Penta, Sammy Guevara, Stu Grayson. Most wins to fused. Oh,
0: God. I'm not confident in this. You know, I'm, I'm really stabbing in the dark on this one. Right, Barry's
2: sent me his through. And Joe. Okay, so Joe, you have got... Uh, none in the correct position, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Barry has got five in the correct oh, position. God, what? <laughs> the correct order is uh, with 94. Number one is Penta. Number two, Chuck Taylor with 78. Third is Sammy Guevara with 74. Fourth is Matt Hardy with 64. And five is Stu Grayson with 60. So Barry got that exactly right. Nice. I'm heard of that now. Uh, Joe, I'm sorry to say. Uh, double check that but I don't know I don't think any of those were in the right position okay so that makes the score going into the last round Barry's on eight Joe's on six so it's it's all to play for here oh dear final round we're looking at chair shot podcast episodes in order of earliest to most recent wow (laughs) and I'm going to give you the title of course yeah so the titles are Das ist die Vondbruder which is obviously the German for uh, the wall. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Hearst Hamleys. Okay. Jack Black Battle Royale.
0: Okay.
2: The Fabulous Muller. And Thick Martell. So all great great names. I I specifically looked for good episode titles. Oh, right. Uh, So again... Not shit, not shit ones, yeah. Das ist die Vond Bruder, Fabulous Muller. So that's off Thomas Muller, the the footballer. Oh, Muller. Got it. Muller. So Das ist die Vond Bruder, Hunter Hearst Hamleys, Jack Black Battle Royale, The Fabulous Muller, and (laughs) Thick Martell. You might Um, think Joe would have the advantage because he's made all the artworks for each of these episodes. (laughs)
1: I came up with most of these
2: names. I came up with I the,
1: the names in most of the cases. They're all, well. I have no idea what, they're all. Yeah, I am, I'm. this is, I like, am really stabbing in the dark here. Like, um. It's not like we've changed the, uh, the formula over the years. <laughs> it's still just. Shite. Sh- shite wrestling puns. Yeah. yeah. And, and usually
0: something we've said on the show. So we're now trying to remember when did we make a joke in the last 13 years? Um. Okay. Well, um, I will say I,
2: all of yeah. all of these names are from the last 300 episodes.
0: Okay. Oh, I have oh, taken oh, a, complete, oh, <laughs> a complete stab. I've sent you a, a, basically a random selection of what you said. Um, okay. Okay. Well,
2: we
3: yeah.
2: go. Okay. Well, let's have a look at Joe's. Joe's gone. One. <sighs> okay. Interesting.
1: Oh.
2: Barry has gone. Hmm. Okay, so Barry has one in the correct position. Oh yeah, okay. which means there are three points in it. Joe has got Thick Martell in the correct position, the fabulous Mueller in the correct position, and Jack Black Battle Royale in the correct oh. position. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It is a draw. All right, well, wow. The correct the, the, Thick Martell was episode 371. Okay. Fabulous Muller, 484. Das de Vond Bruder, 522. Mm. Hunterhurst Hamleys, 590. And Jack Black Battle Royal, 611, was only a few months ago. Okay. Mm.
0: How did I not flip for that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the final scores are 9 um, all.
0: Okay, pretty respect. Still, we need the old, yeah, old hangman swerve draw. Yeah, yeah um, very good. Well done, Paul. Good, good feature as always. You are, you are the quizmaster extraordinaire.
2: Yeah, let's um, look at the uh, the fantasy league then quickly.
1: Yes. Just while you're bringing that up, I'm going to yeah. announce. We never normally do this, but I'm going to announce ahead of time a quiz for next week. So as Ooh. it as next week is Revolution and it's Sting's retirement match. Okay, I'm going to do a brand new format. Is called The Big Fat Quiz of the Stinger. Yes. Okay. And it's going to be all sting-themed questions that might remind you of a certain Channel 4 uh, quiz that happens at Christmas. Yeah. Okay, but but legally is not legally same. distinct. Legally, yeah. we will not have any questionable comedians. Oh, no, no. Well, apart just, from just, Paul and Barry, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Just mad from two bad <laughs> 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 Um Okay, interesting. I like that. Okay, I'm gonna have to do some research. Yeah, do, 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 do my just, homework. So there's no excuse for a shite performance no, next uh, week.
1: Watch the sting tapes and see. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah.
0: All righty. Qu- uh, uh, Fantasy league time. Fantasy league time. So,
2: um. Joe had a good week this week. Joe had a good week this week. Joe leads the week uh, 14 points this week. Barry and myself both on uh, 11 for the week. So Joe had the better week. Okay, not too bad. Um, The overall scorings are still... I'm still in the lead just about by five points. I'm on 117. Joe is on 112. And Barry on 81. Okay, so I got uh, some work to do. This is the thing, Barry. You you have... uh, one, two, three. I, I like
0: three inactive people. You,
2: you have five people with a, a score of less than seven. Yeah. Which is, is yeah, I mean, Miro is letting you down big time. Julia Hart has only had two matches. Yeah, yeah she's uh, also hurt. Ricky yeah. Starks on a minus one. Jamie Hayter we're still waiting for, obviously. could That, that could come good ultimately by the end, but in the early
0: goings. I, I, I do have a trade ski this week. Oh, we have a trade yeah. ski happening. Okay. Um, so yeah, I actually didn't tell the lads about this. I'm going to do it on here. Nothing, nothing too surprising. But Miro have, Miro, Miro uh, dirty you like sitting on the bench, pal? Get on the bench. Um, okay. Uh, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to broaden my p- portfolio here a little bit, and I'm going to take one S Deeb onto the team. Um, which okay. probably should, I probably should have made a, taken a jump earlier and got rid of him earlier, but I wanted to have a bit of faith and see if he'd, he'd come good as a Collider. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll yeah. take Deeb, and Deeb is uh, Deb is
2: doing well. Deeb is is on twelve points from three matches. So she's um she's one of the because I've I've added some statistics to the file. I have a points per match top ten, and I have a number of matches top ten. Serena Deeb is uh, number seven on the points per match uh, listing. So she is one of uh, six people who have an average per match score of four which okay, means they excellent. only have singles matches and they win them all, which is kind of what, yeah. what you want, right? Um, she's not quite had as many as some of the other people on the list, but she's... Uh,
0: I, I had another I had another person in the free agent pool I was thinking of getting, but I was, wasn't quite sure who I wanted to swap for them. So watch this space. Maybe we'll do another. But uh, for now, yeah, De- Deeb, welcome to the team.
2: Okay, I, w- I will update the file after the show. Miro out, Deeb in. I think that's can only be a good thing. Miro... Yeah worth the dice roll but
0: not not i'm still i i i I, I think i think risk-taking is interesting in this i'm i'm happy i got hater i i'm confident she's going to deliver in the second half of the year yeah but i i think yeah time time to cut bait no point throwing good money after bad on miro i mean let's let's Give that spot to someone else. ChairShopPodcast.com, by the way. Paul does have the, the list up. And the, I, uh, the list is re- really good as well. He's got those stats on there. He's got the free agents, he's got the teams. It's really good. So, mm-hmm, so take a look. Mm-hmm, if you if you are enjoying this feature, do take a look and 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 uh you know feel free to weigh in via email. Or I if you just look.
2: like statistics. How many matches just like has Adam Copeland wrestled this year? The answer is six. <laughs> and he's got a 3.17 points per match, which is quite a good statistic. Um for Joe. Uh Joe still has the top scoring wrestler in the game, which is Mm. uh, actually he's got even I'll tell you something. Joe has got two of the three wrestlers this year who have scored more than 20 points. Okay. And they are Orange Cassidy and Diana Perazzo. Now Joe Joe didn't get all the 20 points for Diana Perazzo because she she was already on 12 when he transferred her. But Orange Cassidy, John Moxley and Diana Perazzo are the only three wrestlers who've scored more than 20 to date. And Joe's got two of them.
1: Um, early days. Is this, a, this is a this a year long project. This is not early you know. days. Yeah, and one thing I, I'll I'll
2: mention is I was in the week humming humming and hawing about do I pull the trigger on a second trade, and I decided against it. But mm. I you know sometimes the magpie sees the shiny jewel, yeah. and you say do I need to jump on the Mercedes Monet train before what <laughs> did the other two guys do it? But here's my thing: I was thinking. Mercedes is obviously going to have a very high win percentage, right? Will she wrestle enough though for it to be worth it? That's what I was thinking. I don't know she feels, she feels to me like someone who's going to wrestle eight times a year and she'll be going and acting and stuff and come and go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little more than that, but not much Uh, Yeah, so eight to 10 matches a year. Hopefully I hope, and I hope they do that. I don't want them to Adam Copeland there and be wrestling every week that'd be shit yeah but it's from a, fa- from a
2: fancy good. perspective i don't know come the end of the year how many points realistically she's got to bring yeah, in no. so i've 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 hung back on that i think i think she should he come in i think okada would be a better mm. get because i'm looking at sky blue has only got me four points she's not quite having the same kind of year she had last year jay white he's only at three matches and they've all been tag matches you know there's there, there's definitely movement or room for movement in there okay that's your fancy league update for the week and obviously next week we have our first pay-per-view of the year so remember pay-per-view points are doubled and also last year or last week we were off last week but something happened that i made a call on we had a match daniel garcia adam copeland that went to a no contest and yeah. now we now we didn't have stipulated in the rules because to me, a no contest falls between a DQ and a draw. Mm. Uh, but obviously, points wise, very different. A draw is one point for each, and a DQ, because it hand, happens so ran, uh, so infrequently, is a minus 10. But I treated it as a draw. It was, there were no yeah. subtractions. Yeah. No contest for me is, is we treat the same as a draw from so, a fancy yeah. point of view.
1: Yeah, 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 it's like a double DQ almost. But that, oh well, no! Uh, it's not no. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a draw. So, yeah, I mean, they the get other get thing, a... the other thing, and maybe this is
2: for next year. Maybe a no contest is just zero for both. Yeah, 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 yeah. but I, I gave one point each because I, I, I treated the same as a draw. Okay, that's your fantasy update for the week. Now let's talk about the Excellent. actual wrestling for real.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch Dynamite, and it sounded like I didn't miss a whole bunch. Why don't, Why don't you take us through it? Um,
2: yeah, uh, I felt like AEW this week was not bad by any means, but
1: it was mm-hmm. what you call do you call it a more skippable week? Yeah, it's one of those weeks where I'm not in a rush to watch it, but I, I will. You know, I watch it on Saturday. Yeah, I uh, mean enjoyable, but not like a. And I felt the same about the Dynamite the week before,
2: for the most part. That's why ultimately we didn't do a show because Barry was away mm-hmm. and said to mm-hmm. show. Okay, there was no collision. Also, last week. I said there wasn't a lot to cover from from a dynamite perspective. It was just it was a show. This was kind of the same, and uh, again, not, that doesn't necessarily mean that the shows were bad, but they mm-hmm. weren't exactly, you know, the 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 guys with the fedoras running out to the phones, going, "Get me, get me the newsline, quick! I got to report the." <laughs> so dynamite opened with a very good tag team match: FTR against Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A twenty minute draw, and I saw people online. My God, these guys—they do too many time limit draws.
1: What have we had two in the last year? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, too close together, and therefore they do them every week. That's the logic. But I, I thought I get it. I think TV is fine to do a time limit draw because it's yeah. you're not paying. You're not paying. To, well, we are paying. We pay our AEW <laughs> fight TV subscription. But you know what I mean. You're not paying to watch the TV. You're not yeah i mean i take him. the point that
2: for this pay-per-view they've done three setups that have been non-finishes so they did the Highman yeah. swerve the Dino garcia copeland which we just mentioned and now the tag match but i don't really have a problem with these these two guys are just too good and we're we're fighting away and mm, you know mm. neither neither would give an inch and that's your logic to doing I, I frankly would have had there have been some stipulation at the pay-per-view because no time limit, no time limit or two out of three falls or something that indicates, you know, mm. this isn't going to happen again, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I doubt it will, but it would be a little bit silly if they, you know, they're coming down for the match at the pay-per-view and they announce, you know, this
1: this match is scheduled for one fall and has a 30-minute time limit. It's like, why would mm, you do yeah. that again? Special, Surely, guest time, special guest timekeeper who can go, lads, so 30 seconds. Yeah quick <laughs> like, like uh, david yeah, Tim. or or some kind no. of rules
2: where it's like Do if clear. it goes to the time limit we have time lord we're going to sudden death or something you know so, something to just story from a storyline point of view this has gone to time limit draw. we're doing it again at the pay-per-view okay but what's the difference what why does why should we pay for the pay-per-view knowing we're going to get a winner then does that make sense yeah okay anyway the match was very good as we said um, I saw someone as well on Twitter going. Let me tell you, this guy Moxley isn't that fucking good. Okay. No <laughs> oh my God, every, every time someone tries to do that, I'm
0: like, fuck off, shut the fuck up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, is it because he doesn't share out a catchphrase before he does his? I think like, it moves?
0: is. I think it's because he's he's made it his entire raison d'être to to be everything not what he was when he was Dean Ambrose. He's made it his whole thing and dead right. Yeah. You know.
2: But I mean, even though he kind of portrays himself as a Steve Austin brawler, I think why he he's I think he's really good at at telling the story of the match. I think he's one of the best at it. Oh he's and great at everything. Yeah. Technically he's really perfect. Like his moves look good. I know people criticize Eddie Kingston because his his backhand can look a little naff sometimes, whatever. But like Moxie's shit always looks really good. Like I don't get what people's problem with Moxie is really.
0: I don't know, um, he, he he pisses off a lot of people, and I think I think I think there's resentment from WWE fans. I think your cornets of the world want to like him, but they they don't like how much he loves rolling around in glass and fucking <laughs> setting himself on fire for a laugh. Right. You know, uh, so I think he, he just pisses off all the right people. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, no, nothing but love to the mocks. Yeah,
2: match was great. Um we then had Orange Cassidy against Mike Bennett. I did I did really enjoy the Cassidy Matt Haven uh street fight from the week before. Oh that, from
0: the week we were away. That was great for That was actually yeah. really yeah, great.
2: Yeah. However, going into watching it, I was like, this is the main event of Dynamite. Mm. Orange Cassidy against Matt Taven.
0: In a random yeah. street fight out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, because because they 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 like they've protected Texas Death so much, and it's like they they beat up Chuck backstage, so you're gonna have a Texas Death match. You know uh, that seemed a bit. That, I realize he's working his way through the kingdom, but that seemed a bit. That seemed a bit much.
1: And they call it a Valentine's Day Massacre match or something like that. Yeah, they, you know yeah, I, I, yeah. I, yeah okay. Genuinely,
0: they should have not used the name because they protected the name so much that yeah. yeah call it something else yeah valentine's day mask, absolutely absolutely especially because they they had the the sweets and the roses and stuff you know yeah they they played directly into it um this one with
2: with bennett was was not as good um and then being that they were in oklahoma jake hager ran out who looks like a big orange cassidy and i'm surprised they haven't played into that sooner i don't necessarily think I would, I would align him with Orange Cassidy. I think this was just again because they were in Oklahoma. It was kind of a Sean Spears coming out in Canada.
3: Oh deal, yeah, you
2: know, yeah. Okay. yeah. But um, Jake Hager still stinks, and I have oh, no yeah. interest in watching him do anything. But he does look like Orange Cassidy. Um, and and were this a few years ago, where Orange Cassidy was more about the shtick, and nowadays he's obviously more about the matches and, matches and so on. Too. You you could have done a funny like he rolls under the ring, Eric Angle type angle where he rolls under and he comes out as a much bigger version of Orange
0: Cassidy and Hager. they should do or that something. if he fused with the House of Black and he gets misted in the face. They should do that. He rolls under the ring and then hagar with mist on his face comes up and go oh, it's some mm-hmm. sort of uh, rebigulator mist
2: Declan <laughs> Hyde style. And, yeah you'd have the Denim on and stuff that that would be well that would have been funny in like the opening year of dynamite i feel like where the tone yeah. was more akin to that um uh, apparently, Renee was backstage with Angelo Parker and Ruby Soho. I have no memory of this uh, happening. Oh, yeah, They're uh, having uh, a date. They're they yeah, doing a
0: Rampage are, triangle. Are you sure you didn't skip it instinctively? And you're like, this isn't Rampage, so I'm not watching this. I don't know. I
2: don't I don't skip it. I don't think I skip on Dynamite or, the, or when they play the AW logo for three minutes with the music over it.
0: Every time uh, one of those segments makes it onto Dynamite, I'm like, is
2: this what's going on on Rampage they, now? They, did they not do the... Do date segments then? Was it just we're going on a date? All right, so yeah. Like, what's the point of even showing that?
0: Uh, I'm assuming uh, they will show that footage. Or at maybe some it was point. on rampage. Yeah. Or maybe it was on that 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 angle has predominantly been on rampage, is my understanding. Um, I <laughs> couldn't give it shite. I don't I mean.
2: Know. Uh,
0: Ric Flair. Oh, they, okay, so they did the um
2: the thing we've been screaming at them to do for a while, which is the the limo pulls up. Door opens, the camera pans down, although they shot it from the wrong side. The camera uh pans down to the floor. Oh. An old uh shoe comes out.
0: The uh, world's oldest ankles. All- <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you can tell who it was because they turned to dust the second they hit the floor.
1: <laughs> it's like the ruby slippers in the music
2: world. <laughs> and it's Flair. Um no, and it's, it's not world champion Mojo, it's uh Rick Flair. And it's and Stairlift,
3: get
0: oh,
2: that's lift. High that the, uh, But that's why they up. shot his feet so you couldn't see the 10 Well, people Tony, we down down know whose
0: stair lift that is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, this is getting very ageous now. I'm gonna put a stop to it. And um, so old bastard flair, anyway.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he, he turns the corner and Renee's there and he says, Oh, Renee, r- 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 I know you, and so I'm not gonna bullshit you, but this. Cunt Sting is not being my friend anymore, and I don't like it. Very banshee's of Ina Sharon. Um, Wait, what did he say? I, so I didn't see. So what did what did he what did he complain about? He basically about? said I I wanted to be there for Sting the whole time, and basically I've not been around at all, and don't like it. I like, well, whose
0: fault is that? It's like, yeah, your 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 energy drink is all over the show. You're obvious. They're obviously working with you. If you've bothered showing up. And so he said,
2: "Well, sometimes yeah, I gotta, I gotta make my own deals happen, or I gotta explore some options." And he, he go- goes down and knocks on a door, and who opens the door? It's the young Bizzles, Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, and he goes See, in. To- goes I,
3: in
0: now that they're foreshadowing it, I feel like they won't do it. But I was yeah. hoping that as part of the last match, Refler would turn on him one last time. Yeah. <laughs> like they have to do that. I think they, even though I, they shouldn't have foreshadowed it, but they should still do it he should still <laughs> hit Sing with one last low but blow then, so he
1: turns during the match but then he turns face at the end of the match again yeah, yeah, he's never yeah. Turns yeah. It's fine no one cares
0: yeah no one cares no one wants to see him after this anyway so uh, <laughs> but then speaking of things people do want to
2: see Daniel Garcia was interviewed by Tony Schiavone in the ring that brought out Christian Cage he dropped another uh, you have a father but your father's dead line which is, always goes down well uh, I, thought that, I thought Garcia really did well in this segment. Um, came off as a, very, I, know, I
1: really liked his a good talker. Yeah. I, comes I, across I, very
2: authentically. Very natural. Um, mm. Yeah, he doesn't quite do the thing that I really dislike. I was watching, um, I don't have much to say on it, so we don't need to make it a whole separate thing, but I, I tried to watch SmackDown. Mm. the week before, the week The Rock and Roman were announced for, right?
0: I watched that segment as well, yeah. I couldn't
2: fucking watch SmackDown, I hated it. Um, (laughs) I'll take a boring collision over SmackDown any day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I I was watching and they're like, up next, it's The Miz in action. I was like, no, I don't care if he's wrestling Logan Paul, I cannot watch a Miz match. And then they had... um, backstage it was uh braun breaker and jade Cargill were mm. potentially gonna sign some contracts and uh live morgan and naomi and whoever were in the in the room there as well and tiffany stratton who by all accounts is apparently a good prospect right she yeah. came in and she was doing that fucking nxt talking where they acting. do this with their hands hey you guys yeah mm, you know uh, yeah and yeah that that acting what I love about Gessie is he doesn't do that same stilted delivery that everybody who's come up through NXT does.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's, and it's like uh, they they must be telling them all to do that on purpose because it's it's it's
2: it's like, yeah, it's become the way that people do it.
0: I mean, people complain about about the homogeny of the way they teach people to wrestle, but it's <laughs> it's infinitely more noticeable in the in the talking and in the acting. It's it's yeah. so grating, so, so grating. Yeah, Gar- Garcia, even though he has played a hammy character before, especially at the peak of the JAS stuff, he um, he has that, in a good way, not wrestler verbiage. He has the uh, normal guy delivery, in a good way, not not in a disparaging, it's not like a wrestler way, like in a kind of almost Eddie Kingston-ish, yeah. uh, normal person that you can relate to delivery. Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot.
2: And so Christian against Garcia at the pay-per-view. Uh, which should be good. Should be good fun. Very Absolutely. Good. Um, Tony Storm and Diana Perazzo each had matches. Uh, God love Madison Rain. Oh my God, I saw that. Oh okay, my before God. We, before we get to the spot, <laughs> when did this revisionist history happen? Where Madison Rain is thought of as like a Serena Deeb type. Who
0: I don't know. I I think it's like. I don't know. I think it's because she's been around a while and I think in the in the period where we certainly weren't watching, I think like late her late TNA, early Ring of Honor, not early Ring of Honor, but like, you know, transitioning out of TNA yeah, into Ring of Honor. I, I I think she did get a rep as a, as something of a solid hand and she got involved in coaching and I think I think she got better from where she was many moons ago in TNA, but yeah, I still wouldn't, I, you know, I, I that that was not a signing where I was like, here we fucking go, Tony, he's fucking, you know, he's mm-hmm. done it again, you know, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, because especially leading up to the spot where she landed on her head, there was a lot of like, what are we doing? Oh, my yeah. arm's out, you're not grabbing it, I'm turning around yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then it looked like, Diana was going for like a flatliner or something and Madison tried to take a suplex bump.
0: Oh God. It was it was so bad. totally, totally bad. Terrifying. It's well, terrifying, is, but like th- they
2: were on two different pages, two different you know? pages.
0: Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It was like, what move? Cause yeah, it, it was like two different moves. It was like two completely, different I don't know moves. what they were trying to do. Um, yeah, God, that was, that was nasty. That was and nasty. I will say so
2: on that topic, uh, on, on the same Smackdown, uh, someone of a similar veteran level in Naomi. Now, if you would say to me, Naomi's having a match, I'd say, well, Naomi's perfectly competent, and she yeah. probably have, she had one of the worst performances I've seen in a very long time at SmackDown. Constantly hesitant throughout the entire yeah. match. What move are we doing next? Always, you know, that kind of feel where... Yeah, disjointed. Jade, yeah. Jade had it in some of the early matches where you can see them thinking about what's coming next. Mm, mm, mm. I got very much though and that the match went off like 15 minutes as well
0: it was not yeah. good
2: and by the way we, i'll talk briefly about the, the rock segment i i love the rock segment by the way
0: i i liked it a lot despite yeah, it
2: a- still making not a lick of sense and yeah. the, the way that they've handled that whole story has been completely bungled and stupid but the rock instead of coming out and doing the smiley face these people over here are going to chant uh douchebag and these people are going to chant you're smelly Instead of doing all that shit, he's doing the, you know, the trailer truck, smelt yeah. trash. Um, the great the the hits from the, the hits, know, yeah, corporate rock in ninety nine, much much better for
0: yeah. That. And I I agree, despite it being like silly and being ridiculous that they're on a team now. I it, it was it was still very fun, and I, I I did enjoy it.
2: Um. Well, then we have we had Wardlow come out to the ring and cut a quite good promo. Um, yeah, that's good. So seemingly, uh, I would think that he would be coming out of the pay-per-view, getting a title shot next, one would assume. Yeah, he should win that meat match, I would assume. So he would win the meat match and yeah. then go on to face whoever is the
1: champion at Big Business, maybe? Would that make sense? Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah Big Business. Uh, yeah, who's the TNT champ right now? Christian. Uh, Christian. To- oh, a national champ is going to be Roderick. Yeah, so he's not going for a... Well, no, they said since the, since the start of
2: the oh, yeah. Adam Cole, Kingdom oh, I, that he's I, going for the World Championship. And I then he's going to, to give
1: it to Adam Cole, whatever the fuck says. I tried much. to blank out those. Uh, those yeah, you're totally right, too. And, and
2: by the way, remember that um, the Acclaimed and the Bullet Club have joined to fight the Undisputed Kingdom and then since have had no interaction <laughs> nah, with them whatsoever?
1: Wow. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't like that or any of that. It's all no. bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh,
1: um. And then we had the main event: six man
2: tag, uh, Samoa Joe, Swerve, and Brian Cage defeated Hangman, Hook, and Rob Van Dam. It was it was fun, fun main event, but yeah, felt like a placeholder main event in in instead Very of having well. any meaningful.
1: Most weeks do, don't they? I yeah. don't know. I do, as much as I enjoy generally enjoy, enjoy Dynamite there's never anything you have to tune in to see. Like I mm, can't remember mm. the last time there was a dynamite. You're like, Oh fuck, this is going to be like a... they used to do that a lot more often, you know, with the, the themed dynamites and be a big main event. We're getting it with big business obviously because of Monet, but when do they, but they yeah, also be, is, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. They also used to be more creative with the different segments they would do they would do like mm. a, a press conference and uh i know the weigh-in was a disaster when they did it with a go-go well, go but but I, conceptually these different segments to, mm. to, to, to i
0: i think though most of them were a bomb was the problem because and and also the ones that weren't awful they ran into the ground like how many how many weeks would you get the inner circle address their enemies or whatever the fuck. Well, I mean, though, that's just be, a promo,
2: though. Yeah. under a different name, but
0: um, yeah, I think I think most of the ones they they tried to get outside of the box on were 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 weak. But um, I I yeah I think so. I'm, they're gonna have eyes for money, but I, I big the big business should be a strong card. They should they if, if they mm. Wardlow Joe should absolutely be on that show. Um, and and here's here's
2: here's a, a thing to throw out for big business. What do you think the over/under on debuts slash returns is? Three,
1: seven, eight. <laughs> uh, uh, Monet, Okada, Hater. Because uh, I was thinking, if, rodeos, if if it's possible,
2: see a bunk. If it's yeah, if it's possible, you have Kurt basically Gishol. just load that show
1: with. I don't know if it's
2: MJF. Have MJF return yeah. if he's
1: ready on that. I I don't know about MJF. I think it would be. You don't overkill it though, as well with too many returns. I think you have two of two, maybe
0: MJF as well. I feel like like they've got so many irons in the fire in the in the main event scene, and they'd have to throw all that out to accommodate him. And also, to me, I know this is ages away because he's not well, going to be healthy. to wait for Adam well, Cole, to be ready. That's what, I'm, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, wait till Cole's healthy because if you bring MJF back, you have to find somewhere to put him at to the top of the card. And you have to keep him and Cole hot for another, yeah, like, yeah. what, three, yeah, four and months yeah, while Cole is And, and, and there's, there's
2: the thing of, of absence making the heart grow fonder as well, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I think they, they should. I mean. They should definitely do Okada uh, 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 with with I, I, I We talked about the Brit idea, which I still really like. My, my only issue is where do you stick Brit on that show? If she comes out after Money, that's like going to get a lesser reaction because it's like, mm. oh, well, you know, we like you, but we've seen you for four years. And you put, you put Brit joke. in the gender position. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's actually what I was thinking. And then I was like like, if you do the big, and now everyone... Uh, we're the, the thing. We're all here for world
2: champion,
0: world, world, world champion, and it's Brit. Uh, but I think that's it. I, I think if they're going to bring her back, they don't want to immediately put her in that kind of role. No, no, no. Uh, they no, could I,
1: save her for next week, you know. Or
0: yeah, um,
1: the week after. I mean, yeah. I uh, yeah. See, I would do it the same
2: week. I would have I would have Monet come out and be interrupted by Brit. Brit give her a, a slap or something, and the show go off the air with the stare
1: off yeah 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 I th- well I, th- th- I know yeah. we
2: come back to this thing, but the show the show going off the air with an image i think is is something you don't that have a- to have w- one one one, one a
1: segment years. you could have two. No, it's yeah. allowed. You could have come out at the beginning to do a big. I'm here. I'm elite. Blah blah blah. Like like CM Punk on the on the Rampage. He, and he she first could say maybe did. they have like a women's match in the main event, and she does commentary or something like that, and then that's when Brit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Something like that to get her out of there again, an excuse to get her out, and, and like,
0: then blah, it, blah, yeah, blah. And have Brit in the main event and have, and then do a pull apart, and then yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like like Jerry Lynn and all the bad is that is that is that Okada pulling him apart in that? Floor? Oh my god, Okada <laughs> he? is here. the that, one who's the one who's two foot taller than everyone else. Like what? <laughs> He's he's Uh,
2: wearing that security shirt that's not a real security shirt, but has security written on (laughs) it. Is that Jennifer
1: uh, Pepperman out there?
0: <laughs> yeah. I know that music.
2: <laughs> what if Okada um, was hired as a producer instead of a wrestler?
0: That'd be that'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, he couldn't he could be breaking up them brawls because he just he just pick everyone up by their heads <laughs> and just <laughs> clunk them together like two little misbehaving children.
1: <laughs> He's in a tombstone on Doc Sarwos? A drop
0: kick? Yeah, yeah he just a drop kicking people if they're fighting backstage. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, just rainmaker in people because they're ending, like they're not breaking the hold after five, you know. Um, yeah, so yeah, anyway. I, I think big business should be a return to their big like pay per view caliber, yeah, yeah. Uh, cards on TV, uh, and then start the wheels turning because then Double or Nothing's still two months away at that stage. So you know, well, I was um, can any
1: of you remember what was the match on CM Punk's Rampage return? Can anyone remember what else happened on that show? Because I, I certainly don't.
0: Oh, it was, um, he talked like for half an hour and then something Yeah, he happened. talked for half an hour and it was like a, a Jade match and then a six-man?
1: I want to say. Yeah, I don't remember.
0: I can't remember. It was. I think it was, a, yeah, a six-man. It was so weird watching it because it was like, he, I, I stayed up to watch his segment. And yeah. then it was like, oh, God, there's like a half hour of wrestling. It yeah, show was so weird. Um,
2: which um I- We then had Collision. Uh,
0: which, which I enjoyed.
2: Well, we're gonna have a, a raid two moment here. Oh God! But, but let's keep let's you know, let's keep it respectful, right? So no, we opened absolutely up, not. We opened up with <laughs> we opened up with Paris Hobbs and Sammy Guevara in a no DQ match.
0: Yeah, which I absolutely hated. <laughs> <laughs> how how could you hate it? It was so ridiculous.
2: <laughs> I think it was ridiculous to the point of there being
0: just not enough logic, and it's just being.
2: He's gone up the ladder again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious to do the absolutely insane Swanton out of the ring through two tables to segue to break, <laughs> and then the finish was a top rope move through a table. It's yeah. like that was very funny. <laughs> I yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I will just say that they went hard enough on those spots that I'm like, I can't pretend to anything less than good
2: This is the thing. I I, I don't think we're we're really too divergent on it it's just one fell on one side of the fence and the other fell on the other but oh god i i always hesitate to come off as too like
1: in wrestling
2: hey to grab a hold to grab a hold or too old man yells at cloud but like this this had me thinking of of the famous pwg adam cole tombstone spot
0: yes yeah
2: where for those who don't know
0: <laughs> i watched was it pwg it was the famous ladder match the three-way the, tag ladder match yeah, yeah. For three
2: mendes yeah yeah three mendes three where adam cole got hit with it i guess it was i call it a tombstone but it might have been a meltdown driver or something on the outside no, i think it was a tombstone
0: yeah it was, it was a some straight tombstone, of a tombstone.
2: And, and 18 seconds later it was back in the ring fighting there was an element of that to this where um they were doing crazy stuff and then as you said barry it like they wouldn't even go for a pin
0: yeah, I think the
2: f- the finish was the first pinfall attempt of the match.
0: Yeah, yeah, which we still we still me. I mean, I did in in a backhanded compliment kind of way. I did say it was like a, a video game match, but it what I enjoyed, you know, totally. I, I, and I, I also think like like that is Sammy's strength. He is a great spectacle weapons match For sure. guy, and I, I guess Hobbs is as well because I enjoyed his lights out match. I think he's, I think, I, I think this suits him as well. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, going into break with one of the craziest ladder dives of, uh, like, the last year, if not more, uh, you know, a bit silly. Too bit many silly. tables. Too many. A lot of tables.
2: And, and then there's one bit at start where he had to, like, he had the steps, but steps weren't in the right position. He had to stop and move them an inch and then go back. yeah. At least that paid off where it, Hobbs caught him and gave him the, the slam yeah. on, the, on the
0: stairs. But I will say I love Hobbs doing the world's Strongest Slam. Yeah, Um too. And 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 I think he does it. He like he's really animated when he does it. Also, really actually looks super impressive. Uh, he really fully slams him down. So I thought that finish was great. Again, again, like it's a top rope move in a match where someone jumps out of the ring off a massive twenty <laughs> foot ladder. Like you know, yeah, fair enough. But I I I had a hoot with it nonetheless. Um, yeah,
2: I, I I just felt like it didn't. Yeah, it didn't build to a finish. It was all the time out of ten, and so yes, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, Um. Also, it here's my nitpick of the week. Sammy Guevara grabbed the monitor from the uh, from the from the timekeeper's table, hit Hobbs with it, and Shivani went, "That
0: solid monitor,"
2: <laughs> as opposed to what. <laughs> oh as opposed to
0: um, that gaseous monitor. Yeah, as opposed to no like a CRT that's got a weird like liquid in the side of it. Yeah, you know? No,
2: we know we know that a monitor is solid. I mean make make a reference to like, oh, maybe the screen could have cracked in colour or something, be like,
3: that's solid monitor. Ah.
2: Anyway uh FTR defeated Shane Taylor promotions
0: they should put Shane Taylor in the meat the meaty man match oh 100% I was watching this and, right. and they, they, they put that graphic I was like how is it? this, this guy not in the meat man match come on now uh, it's a, it's it's a three-way as well which is odd. Uh, stick a couple you've got a couple right. of beefy well, boys on the roster come on I, I,
2: I, did they announce this as triple because I thought that was like here's the three
1: we have so far oh
0: maybe I'm match. wrong then okay maybe uh, they, they, <laughs> they they just had they actually didn't say you're you are right they did not say it's it's hopefully, like open, it open
1: invitation meet madness.
0: Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I, great. I, I, I mean, I, I
1: Just prefer every, every, every time you think they're finished, another big lad comes out. Like, absolutely.
0: Oh, Look at the size of this one; he's huge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm way into this more than doing another Revolution ladder match. I'm, la- I'm ladder matched out. So, meaty boy match, absolutely.
2: Yeah, face of the Revolution uh, Sunday roast match. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Um. Thunder Rosa in action. Barry was She's happy with that for the uh, the fancy points. He's easy, easy four. He calls that one. Yeah, uh, Thunder Rosa has the worst finisher in the business. What is it? It's like she goes for like a package pile
0: driver. Oh yeah, and it's just like, like throws them to the side. It's that thing Owens was doing for like a few months when he first showed up in WWE. But way worse. Yeah, but but worse. But like, and they got rid of that (laughs) fairly quick because like, all right. Because it was like, because he used to do the package pile driver and he couldn't do that in WWE. So he basically did Get them for the package pile driver and then just drop them to the side yeah. instead of on their head and now she does that i'm like no, just because when she hooked them up she hooked them up i was like oh she's she's doing the package pile driver because they can do pile drivers in aw and no she yeah no don't like that at all don't like i that think
2: owens all. used to sit down with it which made it look a little bit more impactful she just
0: kind of she's just kind of just drop them. them. yeah no no don't like that at all don't like that at all yeah the teal on a bomb it's apparently called um yeah it's a good name but not a, not a good move bang mm.
2: bang scissor gang we're in action versus... Skipped this bad boy, let me tell you. The Ooh. ass-eating iron savages. My yeah. favorite act in the company. Uh, Max Caster forgot his rap, and halfway through it, just stopped talking.
0: Oh, wait, he just didn't... Oh, he actually... He was doing it, but forgot? That's great. I don't Absolutely. know if
2: it was a work or a shoot, but he went, uh, we're here doing my rap, and I'm talking to you. Uh...
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch because I skipped this because I've I've no use for for, for this these actors. Yeah, really yeah, okay,
2: even worse than the Ro- Thunder Rosa finisher, even worse than uh, Madison landing on her head. Do you see Bear Boulder's cell of the famouser?
0: Yes, I did. Everyone saw that. Yeah. Can that someone
2: was that. explain to me what that was supposed to be?
0: I was it supposed to be funny? I think it must have been supposed to be funny.
2: Um, <laughs> i mean it was it was funny in the way that it was funny when top dollar couldn't jump over the top rope
0: yeah, in, yeah. In,
2: insofar as never put this fell on my television ever again
0: yeah did i, you, did, you I show? Ima- did you see this joe did you see this joe no no we'll, we'll, we'll food send food, you yeah. we'll send you the gif after the after this because it was it was getting started so,
2: circulated. so well, let's let's throw a hypothetical joe if if you mm. were being hit with a famous or how would you what would your it, you know instinctual version of
1: selling that move be um, I probably kind of rise up with the leg and then boom, flat down, face yeah. flat on the mat. Uh, and then you go, ah, oh, my face. You ah. go, so like, like death.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Would you not jump immediately to your feet and take a bump over the top rope? Uh, you're, you're nowhere near the rope. You'd have to like walk over and then fall out of the ring. If it was it- a house
1: show. I might do that for a laugh.
0: It, yeah, that, yeah. It actually had that exact because he does. He he immediately stands up to his feet and isn't even. He doesn't even. He's not even doing a woozy. on oh, my head! He just stands up and he does the uh, the cane backwards over the rope or the Undertaker, I guess, under backwards over the rope uh, exit. Mm. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, because I saw the gift going around. I was like, ah, well, whatever. People complain about every fucking AW gift that goes around, and then I watched. It, I was like, wait, no, what? What? <laughs> Again, yeah, I, I like it. Was either, either I'm waiting for the report that either he was screamed that backstage afterwards or that they, pla- they did it as a laugh because it was like yeah, a, 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 a wink wink for
2: the boys in the back
0: because it, it was a, a squash match on collision with the scissor gang. Like, what, shit. it was ridiculous. God, what was that? Um,
2: Malachi Black had his first singles match since uh 2022
0: in AEW, yeah, which they mentioned on commentary that he has been pinned in singles since. 21 i think they said yeah um, june 2021 uh so yeah i enjoyed it, um, yeah, it was good. I, this is this is a thing like of all the insane things like people tweet at tony khan every day i have noticed this really if you click the replies of his tweet it's uh, people going give malachi black a single match i don't know where that's coming from i don't know like i'm not passionate one way or the other about the lad. i don't know why this is a, a topic because they're getting a push like the act is are actively a being pushed been, as we speak. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Two years, and you know. Like, give him a, if people get bent out of shape. He hasn't had a singles match. You know, what, you know,
1: know. why? It's because he doesn't want to do a job. So that's well, why yeah. He doesn't get a singles yeah. match. The other two do uh, all the
2: jobs. So yeah, I do like I do like his matches. To be fair,
1: he's got a great yeah. Situation. This is
0: good. Yeah, I I really like this. If um, he wants
1: to, if he unless he wants, I mean, you know, we all know wants to leave. I think go back to WWE. But if he if he was up for it, give him a big push. He could be. World title level guy, or mid, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the mid god
0: Orange Cassidy
1: title. Um, things, mm-hmm.
0: I, uh, I missed by the way the the uh spike angle with uh Mark Briscoe mm. a few weeks ago. They showed a replay, but they looked great, yeah, because he bled a gusher as well. This is which the Briscoes, sure got, you know, God bless Jay and, and Mark as well. Always good for that. They made sure if we're going to do something old school like the spike, you're going to bleed yeah. all over the yeah, fucking yeah, mat. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was good stuff. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, we had Serena Deeb defeating lady Frost uh was was, was fine and then right. her promo was okay afterwards and then Danielson akiyama was the main event who is this Akiyama guy I uh, know right I they- have not had a video put directly in front of me so I hate this hmm. John aki what who yeah who who oh, um I like that this, liked it. this I, I is why this- I hate aew
0: <laughs> I like it. On top of, it's always stupid when people do this. This one was extra funny because he has been in AEW before, wrestling one of the people involved in this storyline <laughs> where they extensively explained, you know, what the significance he is to this, mm. to these people. Yeah, um, That was great. Yeah, And during so the segment, they explained it. That was the other thing as well. I was like, they couldn't... I think it's so... I think it's... I mean, we know it's unfair. We know it's bad faith. But I think it's so bad faith to act like a w just plops these people on television and doesn't yeah. explain it then they were even it's, it's a completely separate match but i remember they were even talking they showed clips of lady frost in cmll and they even made sure to mention that that's not her first time going to cmll she's been to mexico twice and it's like they do background on every single person who appears on this show i would say they're among the best at doing that type of thing um and so even if you don't know who a person is they <laughs> go above and beyond to explain it it's like if you've watched any segment involving Eddie Kingston, basically since he showed up, they always yeah. talk about his, his adoration for the, the, the older Puro old guys and, and, and this guy and that guy. And he watched these tapes and this person. It was a dream. And like I said, they did a cold thing a year and a half ago where he wrestled Akiyama and they talked about the significance of it. Well, here's a, here's a counterpoint, Barry. When I was go a on.
2: kid and I was watching Livewire on Saturday morning, go on. Uh, there was a segment where The Rock was in a ring and the countdown started playing, and this new fella showed up who I didn't know who he was, and it was fucking cool, yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah makes you think makes yeah, mm-hmm. makes you wonder, um but I tell you who I do know I knew Brian Danielson, and let me tell you he's a he's a good professional wrestler he's he's a decent um, hand, a decent hand <laughs> as the kids say i I love that after after for so long Kingston's character was all about being you know. The guy who doesn't quite get it, and he always misses out, and blahdy blah. I like that they finally did a year where he won loads of titles, he won loads of matches, and he had his big moment. And they found a way to keep his character interesting. That it's still not good enough for him because he's he's going to put it all on the line for a handshake at the pay per view. I think this is such, this is such simple but great wrestling storytelling, and I. I I am greatly appreciating this this storyline, and then and then throw in there in the mix. Uh, Brian's like, I'm going to beat your your hero in front of you, and then kick him in his willy afterwards.
2: <laughs> well, that, that's the, that's the most annoying thing about the criticisms of AEW is that people say, yeah, but they didn't have a talking segment for 20 minutes, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Therefore, it's, like, therefore it's not storytelling. Yeah, if, if Kingston if Kingston <laughs> doesn't look at him and point at him on a, a talk show segment hosted by uh, Trent Barretta, if he doesn't <laughs> po- point at him and go uh brian danielson i suffered through it a whole lot of stuff but then i got these titles but also these titles don't actually matter to me anymore because i want the handshake if he doesn't say it then it's not actually the story is not actually being told yeah. uh, and, and also he has said it <laughs> yeah which <laughs> is awesome. and also brian danielson doesn't say i really appreciate that it annoys you that i'm not going to shake your hand so i'm actually not going to shake your hand and i hope i win this match so that i don't have to and i actually don't even really care about taking the titles from you it's more so about the fact that i don't have to respect you and then we all go oh yes this is cinema yeah, <laughs> yeah we tweet this is cinema
2: yeah, have these people so. ever been to the cinema? By the <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Well, if 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 they if they have, I, you know, I mean, they probably just just watch pay per views. You know? Mm, know, true. I uh, yeah, I'm. I think this is probably the, the the match I am most looking forward to on the pay per view. Mm, mm, mm. Oh my god, what a card this pay per view! Well this the one's... card is incredible. Yeah, we'll, we'll Stacked, brother. We will we'll run through it next week. Um, yeah. uh, it's yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Sunday show, isn't it? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll. Nice. Uh, we'll it's uh, it is looking loaded, so yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, I thought Collision was solid this week not not uh, not go out of your way to see, but but solid. Yeah, yeah. Um doke. Moving on. righty. we'll move oh. on to our various other guffs here. Oh, one more uh,
1: wrestling thing. Sorry did did anyone watch the uh, ref pro? Mat, big match or show? Any- no, no um, I want to. I want. I to. did. I did watch it. I did subscribe to the Rev Pro on demand. Give me, mm. that a go. It was very good. I'm not sure. I felt like the. It, this is one of the greatest matches of all time. Mm. Melts reaction. He seems to be a very big fan of Mike Loku for some reason. Like, he loves Loku, but yeah. yeah, it was. I I thought it was a good match. I I didn't really enjoy it. Um, but I'm not like a six star <laughs> greatest thing. Of the no, time. Yeah. And it was done very nicely. Obviously Osprey's kind of, and it was the end of an era very much. It was like Osprey mm. kind of leaving behind new Japan and the Indies and now he's going yeah. to the U S and that kind of thing. So I did have a lot of special moments also very annoying cause I didn't know it was on a crystal palace, which is down the road from me. Cause otherwise I would have yeah. just actually gone. Um, so it was annoying to miss that. I could have hung out with Tony Khan again, but maybe <laughs> yeah. next time. Um, but yeah, I would uh, check. I would check it out if you get a chance. Surprise,
2: Orange Cassidy appearances. Well. Yeah,
0: surprise. Orange. I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I I don't watch the shows on VOD, but I kind of keep up with the results. I I would. I mm-hmm. would. I would keep your eye on on Rev Pro, especially if they if they may be in your neck of the woods. By all accounts, I mean they are the. Uh, the best British indie currently, and and, mm-hmm. and and probably because of this, they're also, it seems like there's the least amount of messing on their shows. They are, they are almost, it's fitting that they are partners to a certain extent. They are almost AEW adjacent in the sense mm-hmm. that their, their shows are pretty much wrestling. It is the yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling company. And, you know, you'll, um, yeah, I've heard. I, I, I'll, I'll probably throw a few quid down and watch that that VOD as well. I've heard it's very good. I like I, I like Oku, and you know, I I, I've, I I can't remember if I saw their last match. I don't think I did, but I'm sure it's good.
1: You know? Yeah, that was good too. Nit- nitpick though. Can I say the the production values on this show? Oh show's, God, yeah. I, I used to watch like FWA back in two thousand <laughs> two and three. You know, the <laughs> Alex Shane promoted mm-hmm. kind of uh, DVDs and that sort of thing. The production quality has not improved in the last yeah. twenty years whatsoever. The lighting's terrible, the camera work's terrible. Yeah. I have a hard cam, but the hard cam keeps like moving. moving. <laughs> it's like yeah. the whole point of a hard cam is it's fixed. Like, why are you moving the hard cam around? The
0: um, levels on the commentary.
1: The, the, co- oh, the commentary is yeah. awful as well. Yeah. There's never been a good British commentator. <laughs> well, you have got Nigel and Wade Barrett in America, but in, in the UK, there's never been a good, I've yeah. never heard a good commentator on a British indie show ever. Um, yeah. It is wank lads. It's, it's, it's fucking 2024. <laughs> you could film it better on an iPhone. Like seriously, I sort it out.
0: I have I have listened to a lot and read a lot of very positive reviews of RevPro post COVID, yeah. pre COVID, yeah. ten years ago, and it is, it's the the exact things you're saying were said in 2020, yeah. 2016, 2014, like back when the 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 kind of Brit Rex boom as we mm. as we knew it before COVID. Uh, as that was kicking off that was the caveat everyone always said when they said watch repro. and i I remember watching like some of those when when osprey was starting to get some buzz and saber jr and all this other stuff and that was always the caveat it was like Mm. these these shows are great but you you just have to make do with the production it just is what it is but you and and it's still true in 2024 um yeah so that's that's a shame it's it's a it's a it's a weird kind of hold your nose type thing. Yeah. You have to, you know, yeah. They're the one good indie, but they're you know, nobody's perfect. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I might I might check that out for next week. Uh, wait, is it it's what, forty five minutes long, is yeah, it? Or, yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah, not too yeah. bad. I suppose in the, in the Pantheon of long matches it's not uh it's not it too bad. It didn't
1: it didn't drag at all, it was very quick <laughs> for that length, I would say. Okay. So very that's good. Good. Yeah, good. Um yeah
0: uh segueing out of wrestling there into the movie go uh i will say i'll just to to wrap it up um uh, because i know you boys have already chatted about it i did see the iron claw um uh finally uh uh in the week we were off i i thought it was tremendous um i thought i thought it was so good because i was watching it and about halfway through i was like this is really good, but I am feeling like I am perhaps missing out on something by virtue of knowing the story. Right. I'm like, it's not Mm. hitting me as bad as I might have expected to. And well, they made me eat my words because I think through the, To the power, to the sheer power of just great filmmaking. By the end, they did get me, and they were tugging Mm. at the heartstrings, and they really uh, just twist your gut up into up into knots. I thought it was so so effective how it's done, and I actually do want to watch it again, despite how uh, heavy it is, because I I really appreciated how when 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 things start going bad, like when when you start getting confronted with death, it's very off-camera not addressed you know david dies off-camera you know it's very just a thing that's just stated you don't see it and that kind of ties into how the family doesn't deal with it and you see more and more and more the audience sees it more directly as it happens culminating in in, in the carry thing and i i thought by 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 not even though the film is full of tragedy, the camera and the and the audience isn't mm. fixating on scenes of mourning all the time. It doesn't have ten different scenes of, of you know people in the rain going, No, you know, it's <laughs> not doing that. So much so that when when the, it basically just gives you one scene of that just so, when it gives you the the climactic kevin uh, fritz confrontation mm. at the end it's it's like an explosion of emotion that you don't you you haven't gotten despite everything being horrible you you haven't gotten any of that release uh, along the way and i was i thought mm. it was so well done so 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 well done um, yeah, great. I, and and I did think Efron was about seven thousand times the snub uh, Robbie allegedly was. <laughs> you know, God bless her. Oh, like I said at the time, yeah. I I, I like Margot Robbie a lot, but I, I thought you know, not that I, I'm not, I wouldn't lose any sleep over Efron not getting the nomination, but yeah. far far more of a serious snub than anything else I saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. Iron Claw, uh, uh, um, a gem, a really great stuff. I, I want to check out the rest of uh, Sean Durkin's stuff um, now that I've seen that. Um, yeah, but that's that. You guys had already talked about that already. Uh, what else have uh, you boys watched in the interim?
1: I got a, I got a few films. A little visit Go to on. the cinema last week, last Saturday. We saw a very old film called uh, The Red Shoes or Red Shoes. I can't okay. remember though or not. Mm-hmm. had Nothing to do with the uh, New Japan referee. The referee, okay. Of, this is about a ballet called The Red Shoes, which was. But the the actual film isn't just an adaptation. I don't think it's an adaptation of the ballet I think it's about a production of the ballet within okay. the, the film. Um I didn't I there's no sort of cl- classic sort of well-known actors or actresses in it that you could point to but it's but it is held up as a sort of cinematic classic I did with the Yeah Osc- the red the red though. shoes is quite well known yeah. It won it won the best picture I think at the Oscars 1948 or something like that. Um but yeah it was it was good um I sometimes struggle with these older films because they they don't really bother a little bit like when i watched how to marry a millionaire the other week they don't always necessarily bother with like introducing characters and then do it. <laughs> what i need is like a, a a video package you know imagine this is raw you <laughs> need <like> a little <laughs> video package for each of the characters kind of thing so you don't you i find that you don't get a lot of kind of i guess it's just an older versus new new kind of movie trope but you don't get a lot of kind of introduction to the characters. It's oh. just jump, jump straight in. It's a little bit. Also a lot of those older films, they're very formal. You don't get a lot of informality of like seeing the characters in their daily lives and it being very kind of gritty and real. It's all very like that da, 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 kind of thing. And sometimes I think that I struggle a bit watching those to really empathize with the characters because they feel a bit not quite cartoonish, but they're just sort of mm. other, otherworldly kind of thing. Um, having said that it's like, yeah, the, the way it's shot and everything, there's so much to appreciate and it there's a whole kind of extended ballet sequence, which is, is really interesting. And it's, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, that's a Hans Christian Andersen story. The Red Shoes. Yes. It's based, based on one of his uh, little fairy tales. Um, Speaking of which, we also saw the Fast and the Furious. Um, so after after watching Tokyo Drift, we went back and watched the first one. Yeah, um, which I have to say was much better than Tokyo yeah. Drift because Vin so. Diesel, Vin Diesel, and Paul Walker, both <laughs> have like charisma. They may not be great actors, but they're both very charismatic. So yeah, yeah, gives you something worth watching, and all the other people in it. Um, What's the name? Is it Michelle Michel 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 Rodriguez? Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez.
0: Brewster is the sister. Yeah.
1: They all have like a presence and a bit of a charisma. And uh, there is obviously like a story to it, but it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty simple. simple. simple pretty basic, not much yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, and the car, the car stuff is cool. It also has Jar Rule in it, so obviously, like, yes. Very, very cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's one bit where there's like a Jar Rule song playing, and you're like, "Fuck this movie, get any more two thousand And then the lad turns around, <laughs> and it is Jar uh, Rule.
0: Yeah. Think, wait a minute, what, what is the k here in this universe? <laughs> did he write that song that they're all listening to? <laughs> also, I love the just the, the supremely two thousand and one plot point of like this. um uh, undercover agent uh, seemingly hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent uh, to 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 um fight this uh DVD theft ring uh, that, that Vin Diesel is um is uh, orchestrating what jacket uh, DVD trucks I love how the
2: how the car stuff is shot though. When they turn the nitro mm. on, it's zooming
0: through it's this. So two thousand and one. Oh. That is the charm of that first. That's why we said you have to go back and watch it's it. The,
1: it's so, yeah, there was a lot of shonky CGI in this one. I was not expecting, which I wasn't really happening. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is very like. Felt very real, like I yeah, yeah. This is very <sighs> I'm this really one, disappointed. Paul Walker's going, <laughs> <the Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like entering hyperspace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? I, I, I'm really disappointed that, sadly, you you really only get one more film of this tone. It's two, yeah. and it's shit. And two you know, know, is bad. Um, yeah, yeah, and then and then obviously then after like five, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So so that yeah, that that is a that 2001 Fast Virus is a is a uh, mm. gem in its own Let's weird it. little shit way. <laughs> so
2: you can you can skip straight to four now, I would say. Oh, we
0: got to watch four.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch Yeah, you're in for a penny well. now. You're in for Might a penny. As well. Might as well. Um, so, it yeah, it, it is kind of,
3: yeah.
1: To, yeah, looking forward to the rest of those. Um, watched the debut feature on Mubi um, of a Mr. David Robert Mitchell, the, the mm. guy who did uh, It Follows and yeah. Under the Silver Lake, uh, The Myth of the American Sleepover um i've not not seen this little indie movie did in in 2010 so very much coming of age kind of ensemble movie um Mm. about a group of kids it's all set on across one night and it's about different groups of kids kind of having different encounters at parties and and other Mm. places um very like hyper real like you actually believe the kids are all kids they all look like teenagers They don't know like 25 year olds playing teenagers they're all very awkward and kind of like not not actually they're all very just almost to the point where there's, there's not a lot of charisma on the screen mm. but they all mm. feel very very real so that was enjoyable i'd be honest i did find struggle to kind of follow it because i i just kind of lost track of who some of the actors were and it does yeah. jump there's four different stories that kind of moves between
3: mm.
1: um I think there's only one of them that kind of really stood out as being a bit more interesting. The rest are all just very naturalistic. And so it, but it's quite a sort of vibes movie. It's just like, um, yeah, very kind of well, well done in terms of it's, it's, it's naturalism. Um, so I would check that out if, if you're interested. He's only, I mean, he's only on four, three films, (laughs) so he's not got much of a back catalog to go to in the last 14 years, but yeah. Yeah. I I really
2: like his other two films, so I might need to check that out.
1: (laughs) yeah i'd i'd give it a go if you if you like those uh and finally in honor of the re- well partly in honor of the retirement of the stinger i watched a movie that i had never seen before uh the crow oh starring, starring brandon lee son of bruce lee uh who obviously tragically died during the filming this was uh, yeah an accident where he was shot with a supposed to be a dummy gun mm. um similar to the the alec baldwin thing where it's a dummy yeah. gun, but then they use kind of real ammunition but they forgot to take out all the stuff and it it, it killed him um yeah so i watched it. i'd never seen it before i was kind of familiar with it um it's a it's a great very very enjoyable movie it's very it's 93 or 94 i think and it was yeah. like very kind of grunge and like dark, like oh, we're, we're all dark and grungy, and blah, blah, blah. um, I it's kind of a it's not exactly a superhero movie, but it's it's superhero esque. He plays Brandon Lee is this crow character who essentially is the kind of reanimated corpse of a guy that was murdered along with his fiance uh, the day before their wedding, and he he's re- resurrected by a crow to uh wreak revenge on the gang that did it. That's the movie. There's no kind of uh, complicated twist to it. It's a very classic revenge tale. They don't spend 45 minutes establishing like, how did he become the crow? <laughs> What's the yeah. mythology behind the, No, like five minutes in a crow lands on his grave and he, and he fucking gets up and he's the crow. And it's like, yeah, let's just get down to business. I'm not wasting time here. Um, so it's very much like a vibes movie. Like it is all about the tone and the look and the kind of music. And there's like nine inch nails on the soundtrack.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, it is, it is very enjoyable as long as you're not expecting a very kind of complex, you know, storytelling, very simple, but, but very enjoyable. Um, has Winston from Ghostbusters in it. Uh, one of the mm. rare appearances outside of Ghostbusters. Arnie. Also, um, the Candyman uh, pops up as well. Okay. Tony Todd,
0: yeah, Tony Todd, yeah. the big man.
1: He's in it. Uh, very good. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. Definitely, as a kind of curiosity, if you've if you've never seen it, um, it's also funny just seeing how much of the character Sting, <laughs> off. like it is very much not just the look, but the the whole kind of vibe of it is uh, totally influenced that '97 Sting character. Mm. So yeah, I I did enjoy it. Good. Interesting little film, and they're doing a remake, another or a re, another readaptation, readaptation. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
0: I wanna, I wanna check that out. Yeah, again, as a wrestling fan, I, yeah, haven't seen. Mm. it Also, I do wanna watch um, uh, um, all about Eve. All my, my! Put together a little list of wrestling adjacent movies I have to mm. watch.
2: You know, uh, only three you? movies for me this week, all Oscar noms. So I've only got two left. The Oscars in two weeks, so loads of time. Uh, the movies I've left are Maestro, which I've heard is a big old pile of shit, and <laughs> yep. uh, and Past Lives, which I know Barry ranked very highly last year. So I'm looking forward to that. I might keep that for last. Uh, the three movies are Robot Dreams, which is a Franco-Spanish animation, silent animation, in the sense of there's no dialogue in it. There is music and so on. Uh, but that's a really lovely story about friendship and loss hmm. and... I mean, you can read into it in terms of, you know, romantic relationships, but the story is more Mm. sensibly about friendships and how even the best of friends can over time drift apart and move on. So the way it's told is, is this dog, very lonely dog who lives in New York city, an anthropomorphized Mm. city of animals, and he's a little anthropomorphized dog, and so he sees on, on the TV that you can buy a robot, which will be your companion and so he buys this robot and the robot gets delivered and he puts it together and they they become the best friends and they they go to the beach one day and he doesn't realize that the robot upon jumping into the sea gets all rusted up and is unable to move and he can't get the robot out of the beach before they close it for the winter and so they're they're forcibly separated uh, Mm. and this the film basically tells the separate adventures they have over the winter before they can be reunited. And some of that is told through de- dream sequences, hence the name of the movie Robot Dreams. And it's really, really lovely and really good. It hits, hits hard. doesn't wear its uh, themes on its sleeves like the latest Pixar movies, which will bonk you over the head until you get it. Here it's much more yeah. subtly told, but no- nonetheless, more effective for for doing so. i uh, really, really enjoyed that. I watched the color purple, which is the new musical uh mm. version. Um I've seen also the Steven Spielberg one, which I also very much liked with Oprah and Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg actually does have a cameo in the new one as well. Okay. he makes a very brief appearance. But I quite like this one as well. I feel like it being a musical and I know there are musicals that are not entirely happy 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 (laughs) like Les Miserables isn't isn't all about the happy times of the French revolutions it it can get quite dark but I do feel like the brightness of this movie and and it being a musical did kind of take away somewhat from the misery that a lot of the story kind of hinges on But Mm. nonetheless I thought it was very good I thought the performances were great in it very worthy Oscar nom in there for best supporting actress um some of the songs are real earworms as well um, I will say the way it looks, it does at times look a little digitally. If that makes any sense,
0: yeah. Well, Spielberg um, loves all that shit. You know, I think he's real.
2: <laughs> well, yeah he's involved in this
0: one, but it's. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. no sorry. I'll get mixed up. Sorry. No, the yeah. new
2: one. And and I I, I get that. You know, it, it's different that this version of Color Purple* is directed by by. Uh, person color versus the, mm. the white directed color purple of the 90s but yeah. i do feel like the spielberg one kind of hits harder emotionally uh yeah. because this is a musical and so that kind of levity raises the tone of the movie a little bit but yeah i thought mm. it was i thought it was very good and you know what sometimes you know, you can be as cynical as 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 anyone, but sometimes when there's a story that's full of misery and you keep getting down and kicked and kicked while you're down, sometimes a happy ending is just perfect for that kind of movie. So, mm. *Color Purple* does have a very happy ending, and I I, I absolutely was in favour of that. Uh, and then the last movie is Jonathan Glazer's *Zone of Interest*. Ah, uh, off the back of, um. Under the Skin, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Zone of Interest, I feel like, is, is a really interesting concept that, while being very good, doesn't entirely translate to the most engaging movie. So I didn't really know much about what Zone of Interest was about. I knew it was a Holocaust movie for all intents and purposes, but it's about this uh, German soldier, Nazi soldier, and his family as they set up home in this idyllic house and garden, townhouse and garden next to the Auschwitz concentration camp. Mm. And so there's no footage throughout the movie of the camp itself or any of the victims or anything like that. It's entirely told through this family who are living next door. And you see, for example, there's one scene where there's a little boy playing in his bedroom with toys and you can hear all throughout the movie, hear the sounds of the camp mm. and you have the, these these two people are fighting over an apple drown them immediately and the little boy runs over to the window and looks out and you don't obviously don't see what he sees but he just says to himself don't do that anymore
3: mm.
2: and so that's one one element of this whole historical story we we often don't think about is the impact of that on the impressionable
1: people youth. like children
2: yeah. and the youth mm. and you know th- how that was normal to them i guess and so that element of the story is what's interesting about it and there are fleeting moments throughout like that where you get to see another angle on how such a you know a horrifying historical moment impacts society and also how society kind of continues nevertheless like you know the wife of the house maybe being upset about the flowers in the garden while literally next door people are being killed in gas chambers and the like i will say though Nothing happens in the first hour of the movie at right. all. It's really slow. To the point of tedium. And while it is well made and while there are interesting ideas there, it's also, I think, fair to say that there's there's just not enough of that. There's not enough substance to the movie itself to I don't know. I, I'd have to say enjoy it, because it's not the kind of movie you enjoy anyway. But it's uh yeah. yeah. It's very good. No, it's a very good movie, but I would say it's it's certainly not for me touching the top tier of the Oscar, the Oscar stuff. Or even Glazer's, you know, previous movies. Mm
0: -hmm. Alrighty. Good seven seven out of ten for me. Okay. Uh I uh I watched a couple films this week. I I watched Hard Boiled, Mm. uh, the John Woo classic. Of course. (sighs) chow Yun Fat. Um it's great, it's fucking tremendous. Uh, I mean, it's probably, it's probably the best woo. I mean, let's, let's, let's be fair. I, you know, having, having recently watched Silent Night, I, 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 don't think he'll be out doing it anytime soon. Um, uh, yeah, it's absolutely tremendous. And it's, 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 if you, if you want to harken back to happier times when a significant portion of the work that went into, making an action film was just coordinating all the shit that has to blow up in sequence. um, Then this is the movie for you because it's just, first of all, it's, it's heavy on the action. You've got your, you've got your um, uh, undercover cop intrigue plot. there, kind of tying it together. And I think those, those scenes are actually surprisingly good. Mm. You've got, you've got Chow Yun-fat's officer tequila getting told uh, he, we do things (laughs) by the book by book. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you've got that dynamic going on there, but but it's it's a it's a healthy dose of action, and every action scene is just dudes getting hit with squibs, flying backwards through a window. On the other side of the window, they're crashing through a table. Everything's on fire. It's just it's it's it is the personification of why people love practical effects. And again, not not to undersell all the all the choreography and all the other stuff it's doing. Like it's a great action film in in so many different ways but i was watching it just going oh my god remember when you just you'd set up a warehouse set and by the end of it (laughs) everything's gone you can't even recognize what the building was by the end it is complete like it is one of the most like wanton destruction. Like the film kicks off with like a, a tea house shootout, like a, an undercover raid gone wrong, and the bad guys are running away, and obviously there's crowds of panicking civilians, and they're just like shooting civilians because they're in their way as they're trying to like escape. There's just bodies flying everywhere. Dudes are falling down the stairs, being thrown out windows. It's just it. it goes from zero to a hundred, um, and it also has the greatest shotgun in the history of, of cinema. I mean, it's like it's like they 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 Ooh. accidentally. It's like they originally wrote in the script, uh, Officer Tequila shoots a grenade launcher, but on the day they gave him a shotgun, because he shoots this shotgun, and it's just rooms explode, and guys, like three different guys go flying. It's so great. I absolutely loved it. Um, not an easy film to watch, especially if you want a physical version it's so one of those ones that's yeah. very much in that kind of hell where where it's there's a there's like a couple of fan made Blu-rays out there that are apparently very hard to get your hands on. I had to just I just settled on a version I found online. I was like ah, whatever, uh, and the the um, it was great, absolutely fantastic. So yeah, well well worth a watch, well worth seeking out. Uh, then I uh, um because I wanted to play that new RoboCop game. I play I watched RoboCop Two, which the game is set after Two. I'd never seen RoboCop Two. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I also wasn't aware it was an uh, Irvin Kershner joint uh, that made me laugh uh, so you know, li- Life After Empire um, uh, and also Frank Miller wrote it which is extremely obvious um, uh, it's obviously a massive step down on the iconic original but I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it I, I had heard nothing but terrible things about all the RoboCop sequels and the, and the reboot and stuff like that I thought RoboCop 2 was Obviously a pale imitation of the original, but still very fun. Extremely absurd, completely over the top. Lots of great, uh, again, similarly to Boy, lots of great practical effects action. Completely just, you know, it's not Verhoeven, but Verhoeven-ish. Like uh, ideas of the future. It's got the ridiculous ads in there that the first film has. It's got, you know, the ridiculous kind of policing stuff in there. I think Robot Cop 2, if you like the first one, I think it is worth a watch if you go in knowing that it will not be a patch on the original. And it also has absolutely tremendous stop-motion animation uh, fight scenes in it, like an episode of Robot Chicken or something. <laughs> because similar to N209 in the first film, there's a new big, scary robot that, that OCP are trying to use to replace Robocop. And there are significant portions of the scene where it's just a stop-motion uh, uh, fight between them. And it looks great. Like, it looks really fucking great. And this robot's picking up, like, stop-motion Peter Weller and slamming him around the place like Thor and Loki in, the, in Avengers um it's great it's very very wacky uh but yeah i i go into it with modest expectations that you might have some fun with robocop 2 uh and then for the first time i think since i first saw it around the time it came out i watched drive um mm. uh, for the first time in a very 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 long time nice. and I, I i i don't think i loved it as much as i was thinking i would on a rewatch or as much as i did at the time but it's still really good i mean it is still one of the coolest films Great uh, of, of the of the last 15 years. Great opening, great soundtrack, looks really slick. Doesn't that stay its welcome? Great cast. Um yeah, no, Drive is still well worth a watch. Um uh, and I'm I'm glad I, I'm glad I did revisit. I haven't watched it in a very very long time. Uh, and it holds up quite well. Yeah. So um those were the movies uh, for the week. Segway over to TV. Uh, Paul what have you been watching this week? I've been watching a lot because I'm trying to get my Disney stuff watched before that kicks the yes. bucket. So uh,
2: finished True Detective. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be the consensus.
2: <laughs> well, I saw I saw some tweets in the week. Better in season one. I said, mate, you are No
0: way. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: it was it was a very consistent six out of ten, seven out of ten show for me. No real episodes that jumped out as you know mo- most shows like that have have a notable episode i didn't feel like this really had one they're all very very consistent for better or worse the you know the fact that the ending was decently satisfying without being memorable or stand out and really in any way um performances across the board were quite good i one problem i had with it is that the the the, the fuck usage Was you know you know remember there's a South Park episode with the counter where they say shit every time. (laughs) This is this is uh but like here it felt really inorganic you know like they're in there are two police officers in the police station at work talking. What the fuck were you saying to me the other day? (laughs) Shut the fuck up! Fuck you! Get the fuck get the fuck out of here! Fuck Fuck fuck! It's like everything, but even the most mundane conversations, everything is. What the fuck happened yesterday? What the fuck is this? I found it really, really annoying. Um not that I'm a prude or anything, but I just found it like constant. I was like, okay, hey, was that really needed? Do we really need to say that? Or is it just to kind of sound cool and edgy? Um so I uh, uh, it, was, it was fine. They've they've um <laughs> renewed it for season five. Ah, I don't know if I could be bothered for another one. Definitely it feels totally very different to the first three because it has obviously the different <laughs> creator, a different showrunner. It doesn't really feel like a fourth season as much as another show that they whacked the label on and
1: mm.
2: threw in a few ham-fisted references in the in the finale. There's a few references to like season one. Mm. But um, again, I don't want to say it was bad because I didn't think it was bad, but it just really, I don't know, felt me l- dissatisfied in a way. Okay, you know. Um, on the other hand, I finished watching The Leftovers. Ooh. Fucking hell! What a last season that has. I mean, one of the, one of the best shows I've ever watched. And you know, I, I I know I can be prone to hyperbole when I talk about you know your your Succession uh, and the like. But like, I don't think I've ever watched a show as ambitious, as aggressively ambitious as The Leftover. Even to the point of like episode to episode they are constantly playing with your expectations and not in a star wars subvert expectations lame kind of way Mm. just one of the most incredibly written shows super super satisfying ending which is always a bonus for for any of these shows you put a lot of time into i couldn't i couldn't believe how good it was um and i know it's, it's a show that was sold to me and i understand this sold to a lot of people as you kind of have to get through season one and then season two and three are really good yeah and i really enjoyed season one so i was like okay season one was great how good are season two and three gonna be and the answer was fucking really good because yeah it makes season one look season one is kind of like your typical very good show so let's let's say the quality of like severance season one or something i know people rave and rave about severance i thought severance was really really good not top tier but really good that's kind of what season one of leftovers was to me very solid very good concept well executed but like not anything special that's going to really last the test of time yeah because season one is based on on a book and in season two and three they were able to do whatever they wanted with the with the concept and they went way out there. Really, really surprising places, really tonally interesting places. Uh, I loved it. I'm sad it's over. And I'll definitely revisit it because it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, so huge thumbs up on the left. Yeah. One of, one of the best shows I've, I've ever watched. And now that opens the gate for those two shows having finished, that opens the gate to Disney plus shows, for me to finish off so scrubs i'm on the episode before the finale before they do the the, another season where half of the people aren't in it right yeah that whole thing Um, (laughs) so i'm i'm still listening to the podcast as i do it i don't know how, how much juice they're gonna be able to get out of season nine given that one of them was in about two episodes of the whole i think they do 13 more episodes in season nine or something but i'm i'm still on the real series where all the people are in it and I've got one more episode, which is the finale. So I'm actually I'm on the finale. Uh, yeah, I've always liked Scrubs. I think it's an easy watch. Eagle and all that. Yeah, fucking great. Um, the X Men '97 cartoon coming out next month has got me to kickstart my X Men cartoon watching. I've actually just gone back. Oh yeah, to, got, gone back to yeah. season one, watching again. Uh, mm-hmm. I very much enjoy the X Men cartoon. And um, what's interesting is they don't shy away from like. The Magneto backstory, for example,
0: yeah, yeah, They're no, pretty yeah, absolutely sp- pretty
2: explicit about it, and and uh, in, in in you know twenty twenty four, if they were making this cartoon for the first time today, I feel like a lot of that would be dumbed down somewhat.
0: Possibly, yeah. I I, w- I was very pleasantly. Sur- I I didn't watch much of it, but since Disney has been around, I've watched a handful of episodes <laughs> of it, and I'm, yeah, pleasantly surprised to realise it's it's it is not as dumbed down in general as you might expect.
2: No. Uh, there's some good one-liners in there. I, I love, in, in one of the early episodes, Sabretooth is um, attacked, and he's, he's, he's in the Xavier facility, and Wolverine is obviously his enemy, so he comes in, and he wants to take Sabretooth away and get rid of him, instead of, like, they're trying to heal him and convert him into an... Accident. And he says, uh, as he's, like, wheeling the hospital bed out of the, out of the building, uh, Cyclops says something like, Logan, he's near death. And he goes... Ugh. Not near enough.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like really well written for a kid's mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, I'm also watching American Dad, which is astounding insofar as it's one of those Fox cartoons that has lasted 20 years without becoming incredibly annoying like all the other ones. Yeah. have. it's nothing special, but it's it's an easy watch. And then finally, I've started watching The Bear. Yay. Yay. I know I'm behind everyone on that i've watched the first three episodes of season one
1: nice nice nice
2: it's great i think the first episode especially is 20 minutes of really tight shots in a little claustrophobic room mm, mm, mm. and people shouting at each other where's the
1: onions where's the fucking onions <laughs>
2: which i thought was great see yeah. episode two is a little bit more serene and then episode three was kind of more like season one cause episode three is mm-hmm. where they try to institute mm-hmm. the new system of i'm the sous chef yeah. you're the Such chef de partie." you work on this I, and then we'll have we'll have a catch-up afterwards and like none of yeah. it works obviously it
1: but was, um we're rewatching season well all of it season two at the moment and yeah. uh the christmas episode of season two is the most stressful episode of television oh yeah in history okay. more than oh. forget 24 jack bauer yeah. and all of that <laughs> the bear christmas oh yeah so I'm only starting
2: my bear journey, but it'll be a short one because there's only 18 episodes, so I'm already a sixth of the way through. Yeah. And they're all decently short, although I believe there is one that's like nearly feature length.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um So that's what I've been watching. Oh nice! A cat has run it.
0: Yeah, he's been a little
1: shithead. Get out. <laughs> no, go away. Yeah, fucker.
0: Get out, you little freak. Go on.
1: Right. Um I I have no TV to speak of really. We're watching the bear, as I mentioned. That's, bit, that's about it. Uh, yeah.
2: Anyway, watch the leftovers. That's my that's my message for the week. Um
1: is that along with Paul Giamatti? Uh, he's, uh, oh.
0: <laughs> no, that's the Holdovers, which is a very good movie, which you also should watch. Oh, I'm seeing that tomorrow. I am seeing the holdovers tomorrow. Nice. So It's great. So I, great. Top. I will finally uh, get that checked off the list. Um, all right. Let me uh, pull up my, my TV here. Sorry, the cat caused some mayhem there. So I'm, I'm pulling up my list here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not too much to talk about. I finished Jury Duty, um, uh, the sort of reality mockumentary sitcom thing from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun, really original idea. Very clever. Uh, the last episode is basically all about uh, sort of they, they, at this, they reveal everything at the end of the second last episode. And then the last episode is uh, kind of a revisiting various moments and interviewing the star, quote unquote, uh, the central figure. It's good. Really interesting idea. I hope they don't do another one. I feel like it would be tough to recapture the, the lightning in a bottle of that show. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd recommend that one of the, one of the better comedies from last year. And, um, I just before this show finished Rick and Morty season seven, the most recent one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. I know. It was all right. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt after season three, I was like, God, this is going to be one of those shows. Maybe it'll take them a while to do a season. But this is gonna be one of those shows that when a new season comes, it's you know it's just gonna be bangers and it's just gonna be hits and it just has not that has not been the case for no. really the entire second half of their existence, you know. Um, and I thought this is another one, you know, some good highs. Um, I thought the last episode was good, not hilarious, but some chuckles, and I thought it was some <laughs> interesting character stuff. Uh, a whole lot of bleh, All right, like you know, uh, very little super memorable things. Do you know what I mean? I mean, those first three seasons you've got you can say, oh, that episode, oh, that episode, and then people will know, what about. I, I've already forgotten half of what was in season seven. I mean, they did the Rick Prime <laughs> thing. And, yeah, I and didn't, I didn't
2: even really like that episode a lot.
0: Neither, neither did I either. I felt <laughs> like, you know, that that felt like we're, we're doing this because we want to be finished having it hanging over us, and that yeah. you know, that, that's that. I, I, I thought um, the second to last episode was okay. It felt like a first draft of a better episode the valhalla one is like i yeah i feel like there's a better version of that they could have done and the one before that the IC episode i mean that was one of the worst ones they've they've ever done um yeah i told uh, you about that i warned you about that, that one. <laughs> one that one was so so bad it's like for the first half of that i was like god oh they're, they're just doing a bunch of number and letter points and then for the second half they weren't even really doing that dreadful absolutely dreadful um yeah and that's that's the thing about like the last couple of seasons is that it's been a lot of meh and like a handful of real clunkers like some real stinkers in there um so yeah i Almost don't know the g- point
2: where i'm like i might be done with it to be honest I,
0: I i'm not quite there i i think i'll keep watching it but it's it is a bummer to to realize this is now just one of those shows that hey eh, you'll, you'll get a good one you'll get a bad one you'll get it in the middle one you know it's it's mm. not gonna be and they've signed up to, i mean i remember like. <laughs> after like season three or four, they, they signed some 10 season deal or some shit like that. Like they've signed on yeah. for a comical amount of episodes. So yeah, you know, it's, it's really not, um, not what it once was, but, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's all right. Um, on the, um, uh, let me see here on the, uh, game side of things. I'll just quickly mention, I, I, I did take a punt on, the second viral game of the year after Pal Worlds, I I I yeah. um I did get Helldivers Two, um which I, I had no affinity for the original whatsoever, but this was this was <laughs> being so talked about. It? It's a it's a different thing, yeah. This was like a third person shooter it, yeah. and and uh, leaning heavily into the Starship Troopers thing. After we mentioned Verhoeven earlier, um, it seems really cool. This like, should have, like, a warning on it, like, you cannot play this on your own. You can just not play this on your own. Not only do you have to play with other people, I would go so far as to say you need to have a person or group that you regularly play games with to play this with, because you need to play with people, and ideally, you need to communicate with them. Uh, It's not a strategy game, strictly. I mean, it is pretty much just a lot of pointing and shooting, but you, A, to get all the fun out of it, and B, to kind of coordinate your strategies a little bit. Um, I think that's where the juice is, and that's why that game, this game is blown up, you know, the week it came out, lots of funny clips being uh, shared around it has, um, like, realistic reloading, like, like, you have clips like in real life, and so if you if you reload too early you've just wasted all the ammo you threw out, it has that going for it, it has friendly fire on and you can't turn it off, and this is a game where you're ordering, like, drone strikes and satellite strikes, and so you're just fucking your own people off left, right, <laughs> right. and centre um and so that that, and if you're doing that with randos that's like annoying so i think you kind of have to be playing with your friends to get the the humor out of it uh it's really 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 cool the only thing is i've only played about two hours of it because all you can it's hard not only not only do you get more fun out of it playing with your pals it's fucking difficult so all i've been able to do when my friends aren't available to play is like turn it down to the I think they call it like trivial difficulty, and it is trivial, and grind out a little bit of XP on my own uh uh but there's th- there's no juice to the game on your own, so uh that's that's the big thing I would say going against it, but it's cool it is it is really cool. I'm enjoying it um uh, uh yeah, so I'm only about two hours in i'll I'll probably update on that as we go along but uh, yeah that's it that's that's really it for me
2: very good um I finished Pikmin four. Okay, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and I'll give a big old recommendation to. Uh, did the post-game content as well, okay. uh, which all total took me about 28, 29 hours. Uh, it's great. Really, really fun. Never becomes too difficult. Um, the post-game is like, okay, I, I also didn't do a lot of the post-game, uh, but the, the general gist of it is that the main game has four levels, which you can 100% in, in in kind of a getting the top mastery on a Hitman level style. It's like you've got your little sandbox, find everything in the level, and you get 100%. Um, so there's four of those. That's the main hub of the game. And then the post-game, you unlock two extra levels, which are, in fact, the fifth one is my favorite level in the game. Uh, so yeah, uh, very, very relaxing. As I said, it kind of feels like a 3D Where's Wally insofar as you see, oh, there's a little giant orange over there let me get mm. my pikmin over they need to push a little ramp down so we can go up and then we get the orange and 10 pikmin carry it back to the base I and mean, that's the loop and it's really fun and there's like enemies going around and if you go too close one of them will eat some of your pikmin you go no you have to attack it from behind or you got a little dog that you can ride around on it's it's really really fun and i'd, I'd give it a big recommendation for it. a nice simple relaxing game in between The haywire of your shooters and your everything else going. so having finished that i was left with a quandary about what do i play next so i i've been playing this so much on my switch the last few months uh my xbox has been sitting vacant Mm. switch i played like mario wonder pikmin luigi's mansion donkey kong tropical freeze zelda and pokemon last year as well i i've i've played hours upon hours upon hours on my switch so i said you know what Barry's been playing Fallout New Vegas uh, on stream recently, and I've always meant to go back and play it, so now's the time. Because when I played okay. Fallout New Vegas on PlayStation 3, I think I had it originally, I only played it for maybe 10 hours total. I just like mainlined it, which is not the way that I like to play those games. So no, I am playing Fallout New Vegas now. I'm about eight hours in. I'm very early into the story because I am doing... Everything that Starfield did not allow me to do, which is... And I love the way it does it in in Fallout, by the way, where you have your little compass, and it'll have a little triangle which isn't filled in. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't tell you where it is on the map, though. So you're like, right, I'm just going to walk that direction. And whatever I find, that'll be my little adventure. And I've already had tons of great little adventures just by doing that. I think the environmental storytelling in the game is really strong. Like, when you come to... What's the name of the town? Um, Novak? No, before Novak. Uh, Nipton? Nipton. You go there and there's just... The the Legion have just wiped out the whole city already. And they're like, go tell people that we we fucked this place up or we'll kill you as well. And you can explore then the whole town and it's just everyone's been murdered. And it's just like... Mm -hmm. Really and you get the vibe of the whole like story that's happened without it without it necessarily being a quest for you, like explore the town. You just do it. And and there's a lot of that stuff in the game. I think even much stronger than than in Fallout 4 and the other Bethesda developed games, because this one obviously was developed by Obsidian. Uh really, really strong in that regard. And also, I don't know because you're playing on stream, but I think one of the best things about the game is is the radio station. So I've when I was playing Fallout Four, one thing I did was I just always had the radio on. Mm.
3: There's
2: there's some absolute fucking bangers in the game. Yeah. So I I always have the radio on when I'm playing and it adds so much to the ambience, having the little forties and fifties.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's bugged on the version I'm playing for some reason, oh no! so I, I, I can't, and I was going to go fix it, and I was like, ah, you go fix it just to then get copyright striked, like, don't bother, but yeah, you know, yeah, I still yeah. hear it, like, it's it's playing, like, it, the music is in the game, it's playing, when I went to like, a casino, it's playing yes. in there, the yeah, radio, yeah, yeah. for whatever reason, is fucked, I don't know what's up with that, I love um, it. but yeah, Johnny no, it's great.
2: Guitar.
0: So I, I yeah. have the radio playing at all times, so I'm playing. Um, I'm definitely. I'm loving it. I haven't really talked about it much, but it is it is cracking. But I mean, it's, it's I mean.
2: everything that Starfield wasn't, and that that's why I mean, it still has to be fair its own limitations. But it's like, as I said, it does. I think even better than than Skyrim and Oblivion and Fallout Four and Fallout Three. It's environmental storytelling without it necessarily being a quest and spelled out for you. Like I just found this one random cave, and there was. Um, or, or even better in the cave story, there was one guy I bumped into. You might've seen this guy as well. And he's like, can you go up there for me? My girlfriend has been attacked by geckos mm. on top of this hill. So you see where that broken uh, phone pole is. Walk around there and up the hill and my girlfriend's being attacked there. And you go up there and indeed, there are, this is, again, it's not a quest or anything. You just find this guy. And there are geckos there. You kill them all. And then he shows up and goes, ha ha, the girlfriend thing was a lie. I just wanted you to clear out the place so I could go and take the uh the loot that's in this bag up here, and so he tries to kill you. you kill him and you go and get the loot and again, just a great little story, no question or really. mm, mm. game.
0: yeah it's it it's not only you can only does it favorably compare to starfield read really a lot of RPGs because it really is a play it your own way tackle it whichever way you want to do be the character that you want to be i've specced heavily into speech and so i've i've passed almost every speech check i've had and it means i've i i wanted to be a character who you know plays it stealthy and also tries to talk my way out of situations and i have had an abundance of okay you i you know people in the chat going oh you didn't see this confrontation because i didn't have speech and so i had to fight that guy and blah 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 i mean it's 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 great. All these years it's very, later, it's, it's, yeah. It, the the versatility of of the way you play it, and um,
2: there's there's one quest early on in Good Springs where there's a uh, there's a guy hold up a, ca- a caravan, guy hold up in a in the petrol station, and the, mm. the power gangers are coming to kill. Yeah, and so you're given the choice: Do you want to help this guy out? And if you do, then you can like um, get the people from the town to help you. This guy's got the the dynamite. This mm. guy can help you with supplies, and so. I followed that quest and I went and, and all the people from the town stalk out as these, like, raiders come in and you fight them off to protect the guy. And then I found out later on there's there's a whole other quest line, which it, mm. I didn't even find, which is where you go to find, you go find the guy who's going to attack him and you can do the whole quest, but on his side.
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't even know there was an option, but that, that's the yeah, kind of game I, it is, like.
0: Yeah, I I did I did the same thing. I helped him uh and then yeah, people point out to me is like you can like join the powder gangers and stuff like that. Like you can completely do it the opposite way if you want uh yeah. you know. That's the good stuff. You know what I mean? That is that is the good stuff. Um and I suppose it all hinges on which way you walk first and who you bump into first and what you're swayed by, you know. Um yeah. it's great. It's 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 a super game.
2: lends itself to uh replayability as well if you want to play it again as a villain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like
0: I feel like once i'm finished streaming it i'll probably like i might download a few mods like just take off encumbrance and just be a prick and just well, kill i'm going to play in. the dlc i feel like afterwards which i've never right done. okay um yeah so that's that's a game go for the week what about the um, music who's listening to some tunes uh, i listen
2: to the new idols cd i forget what oh, it's yeah. called it's called like trank or something i don't <laughs> hang on let me look the name was it T R T R A N K? Pronk. 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 No, Tang. T A N G K. I mm. don't know what that means. That's right. Tang. Uh, it's good. It, it doesn't sound so much like their old stuff. Idols are a very punky, stompy, uh, shouty band. This one kind of leans more into, at times, like a Soundgarden, Chris Cornell kind of sound, mm, which is okay. very unexpected. But, but, I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. Um it still has some of that classic rugged idle sound, which I do enjoy. Uh, but I do feel like I can only take it in small doses. I do generally like something that's got a little bit more melody to it. And so this Man, album yeah, did yeah. satisfy that for me. So there's some some slower I think one of my favorite ones is called like Joy Joy
0: something. Um Down in my heart. Today. <laughs> I knew that's it
2: <laughs> Someone had to get it in. Come on then. Um uh it's not giving me the track list there which is very annoying uh here we go uh no sorry um pop 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 that was one of my favorite tracks on it and and also uh, a gospel i really enjoyed but yeah it's 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 very listenable uh, even for people who were maybe a little turned off by their abrasiveness this one's a little bit more
0: yeah melodic i liked it a lot uh yeah okay that's that's music Goff. um I did have a book uh, book off, but uh, I, I'll defer. I've, I've I'm nearly finished a second book, so I'll do a double whammy book off <laughs> next week. Uh, Joe, have you read any books?
1: I have read another book. It's the end of uh, week four. No, fourth fort- fourth fortnight of Book of the Fortnight. Yeah, I right. have read uh, Ringmaster by uh, oh. Abraham Reason. Oh. Uh, ringmaster (laughs) subtitle Vince McMahon and the unmaking of America Mm,
3: mm, this mm.
1: is a biography of uh, Vince McMahon that came out last uh, last spring I believe Um, which I picked up at the time. It doesn't have a dust jacket on it because the cat ripped it off and ripped <laughs> it to shreds. So I did just throw that in the bin because it was, it was completely useless. And some of the looks pages more classy
2: have... now anyway,
1: it looks like a proper old book, you know, I just want to say, that, yeah, I, I like
2: yeah, I like it. So I like the, I like
1: the presentation. It's like it's Trump holding up the Bible, like, yeah. yeah. The Bible. Um, so I've been reading, I've, I'm nearly finished with it. I'll probably finish it today. Um, so it's a biography, a kind of straightforward biography of, of Vince. Um, I would say it's it's a well-written book. It is, mm. I would say, aimed at a broader audience. It's obviously not aimed at kind of hardcore wrestling fans like mm. ourselves, mm. but it does a good job of not being completely kind of dumbed down, generic, yeah. like explaining everything. It, it does it in in quite an accessible way if you're not necessarily a big wrestling fan, but um in a way that's not kind of patronizing and like you know body slams and and all that kind of yeah yeah it it strikes a good balance between the two i think um i would say as a as a you know long-term hardcore fan uh i i knew most of what's in the book Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of big surprises in there probably 80 90 percent of it I either knew the story or I kind of knew of the story, Mm. I didn't know all the details. So, but it was still interesting to get into some more of the details of uh, particular things like the, you know, Vince buying the, the company from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting, it gets into that, it gets into you know, Vince's childhood, um, the Ring Boy scandal in the kind of late 80s, early 90s, mm, um, mm. which is something that I'd heard of in the past, but once you actually get into the details, it's kind of more and more, well, especially childish. given the modern
2: context in the yeah. modern context yeah yes. yeah
1: and that's not you know the
0: last kind of shocks in the book is sorry not to not to mm. derail is is the ring boy is that is that in the new season of dark side they put out that episode this i don't think it was was it i don't think it was i, don't I don't know, know. maybe, maybe oh, mandela no. affecting that Ma- anyway it doesn't matter sorry I don't think was in
1: there. um so it's good and it, it goes through quite thoroughly through Vince's sort of from his childhood from birth through to um the air kind of end of the era category cataloguing everything that all the kind of big scandals, but also the big news mm. that Vince makes and how his how his kind of personality changes over time. So it's been a very, very enjoyable read. I would say the the slight frustration with it and I'm sure you you watched these documentaries, I think, as well, Paul, a couple of years ago. There were a couple of Manchester United documentaries. There was one about Ferguson and then there was one yeah. that was I think done by Eric Cantonar. Uh, about United mm. both of which ended with the same thing which was the the new camp comeback Barcelona 2-1 yeah. against Bayern Munich to win the treble which is the obvious kind of way you would end that kind of documentary of like oh the biggest you know the greatest kind of moment the peak the promised land sort of thing but what I complained about at the time was like yeah that was a a peak moment but then ferguson went on for another like 15 years after that and won even more trophies and had even more stuff obviously they didn't want to get into that and it's kind of a similar thing with this book because i'm getting towards the end of it and it kind of wraps up in
0: 1999. okay Um, yeah 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 which is an
1: obvious play because that's that was the peak of the mr mcmahon character the peak of like the attitude era popularity and you could say after that the kind of monopoly era of wwe wasn't as interesting there's not as many big scandals or or big changes in the industry or anything so trying to do a book twice this length to also then include all of that stuff would probably be quite boring but then i you know it's a biography of someone i get a bit frustrated that it it, it ends so kind of prematurely when this person's had another 20 years of life, that's, yeah. you know, you could cover and yeah. there's definitely stuff in there. So that was my only kind of frustration with it, but I would, I would say it's definitely kind of worth a read if you pick it up in paperback or if I you're think really
0: kind got... interested in it. Oh, no, I don't I, know. I, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it got re-released there recently,
1: but I, I might be mistaken. It's it coming out again. Yeah. But um, yeah, overall, generally it kind of thumbs up. I'd say, as I say, kind well-written goes into a lot of detail. The wrestling side of stuff, it, it, it Understands well and um, doesn't really get and not. I haven't seen anything that kind of really got wrong, except for the fact that it said The Rock was the hand-picked champion going into Survivor Series 1998 when of course we all know that he, <laughs> he was the people's champion and he turned at the end of the show um, Abraham uh, no, no, fact no, straight. No, yeah
0: bloody yeah <laughs> that's yeah, the only go.
1: like um, flub that I've seen I do you want to say
2: it, it ends with uh, Gerald Briscoe going don't mess with Mr. McMahon
1: well I haven't finished it yet I don't yeah, know I'm maybe finished. it's a yeah, you never know you never know <laughs> you could do that yeah um, so in- interesting book um, I'm yeah I'm, I'm,
0: I'm interested to check that one out and yeah good to have a, a wrestling book on the, the book Gov. I actually yeah. have a, I have a bit of a backlog of wrestling books I want to get mm. to. I've got the books. I've got Bret Hart. I should really re- read Bret Hart's book. I mean, I think it's far I'm, that uh, I have.
2: I'm still reading Power Slam 1994 yearbook. Oh, and there was
0: an yeah. interview in
2: episode two with uh, Hulk Hogan. A surprisingly light on bullshit interview. Ooh, really? Because really? yeah. you would think reading back a 1994 interview now with hindsight, you would be picking the holes you know, or seeing the holes in in his story, but really it was very straightforward, you know, about, about the time where he was in moving from WWF to to WCW, because he had just debuted and won the world title from Ric Flair,
0: but it was very straightforward,
2: Mm. very interesting. Maybe that was something that came on in the later years.
0: Yeah, maybe um all righty uh, that's book off and that's going to do it for the show this week thank you so much for listening everyone <sighs> again you can check out the fantasy rankings and cheshirepodcast.com and pop us an email if you're so inclined uh we'll be back next week with our sting quiz our revolution preview uh, and more of your favorite guffs and tv reviews so look forward to that uh until that point i'm gonna say goodbye from joe <laughs> goodbye everybody let's say goodbye from paul goodbye I'm gonna say goodbye for myself. Barry, goodbye. Peace out, everyone.